Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Jason McIntyre, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Boy, when I say good morning, it is a good, good morning around here. I am so stoked for today's show. We have an NFL draft bonanza. For you. I mean, our lineup today is ridiculous. Fox's Jay Glazer, uh, he always knows what NFL teams are doing when we get this close to the draft. He's actually going to be on TV for Fox this year. He's joining us in the third hour. And of course, after last week's hubbub, can I use hubbub, Sam? Is that acceptable? Thank you. Uh, last week's hubbub on social media over my Baker Mayfield comments. I guess I stirred up some hornet's nest on the web last week. Well, I found two guys who have written really nice things and said really nice things about Baker Mayfield. So we're going to kind of balance that out uh, because everybody thought I killed Baker Mayfield and crushed him. I'm not killing the guy. We're going to explain that. I think we're going to do that probably every hour. There's so many layers to Baker Mayfield, the NFL draft. There is a whisper campaign right now going on about Josh Rosen that's so dirty and it's angering me. I got to sound off on that. Uh, I've got some thoughts on Saquon Barkley. I bet you have not considered, people, 
How many bad Penn State running backs have gone in the top five? I have given that a lot of consideration. We'll talk about that as well. However, we've got to start the show. Out here, sunny Los Angeles. Sunny Los Angeles. We've got to start with LeBron. When the Cavs blow a 17-point lead and are now down 2-1 to one to the Pacers, we got to start there. I mean, this could actually happen. I went on FS1 this week. I said, no, the Cavs are not losing this series. Relax, everybody. LeBron doesn't lose in the first round. Now, I still give the Cavs and LeBron an edge in the series. But at 2-1, to one, on the road, this is not good. I- I'm concerned about LeBron, and I got to say, when I see the way Ty Lue butchered that game from a coaching perspective, the third quarter, I don't know what he was doing. And when I see the way the rest of the LeBron supporting cast starts playing, I mean, Jordan Clarkson, like, dude, you came into games with the Lakers, and all you did was shoot. And now you're passive with LeBron? I mean, they need your help. And, but I'm not blaming Jordan Clarkson, and I'm not going to blame Ty Lue. Heck, I'm not even going to blame LeBron for this. I mean, the dude is gassed. We talked about this endlessly on the show at the end of the regular season. Why is LeBron playing 82 games? Well, he's trying to prove a point. Why is LeBron leading the league in minutes? I think he's trying to prove a point to Dan Gilbert. I, I think that's what the game plan was. LeBron's tired. He got no rest in the fourth quarter. You saw him late in the game, transition buckets. He's not even making an effort to get back. The dude is tired. This Cavs team looks nothing like that confident group after the trade happened where they peeled off a bunch of wins, beat some good teams. They throttled the Raptors twice. Folks, this is getting bleak. And the reason I'm here as a host on a radio show, when a big event happens on a Friday night, and a lot of people go out partying, they go out boozing it up, late night, you know, you, you maybe miss a game. And you turn on your radio TV, you're like looking for people to make sense of what the hell happened. And I'm telling you this right now, this is the story. The Indiana Pacers came into this season with a win total over under 30 and a half games. That's it. They won 48 with Victor Oladipo, a guy who couldn't even play with Russell Westbrook last year. And a bunch of dudes you've never heard of. If the Indiana Pacers, this motley crew, if they take down LeBron in the first round, it is going to be the biggest stain on LeBron's career. 1,000%. There's there's no argument here. This will be worse than the finals loss he suffered to the Mavericks. And I know some heads may be exploding, especially my guy Chris Broussard, because we've debated this endlessly. And he thinks, no, it's the finals. No, it's not. Losing in the first round for the first time in his career. At age 33, when he's been an MVP, he he may not win the MVP. Harden may get it, but LeBron's right there with him. This is how you need to look at how bad this loss would be to the Pacers. So when LeBron lost to the Mavericks in the, I believe, 2011 finals, yes, it was the low point of his career. Anytime you're held in check by J.J. Barea, it's a bad look. Okay? That finals loss is still kind of like the Bermuda Triangle. It's unexplained. I don't know what happened. LeBron checked out of his first finals. I don't know. He had just locked up Derrick Rose and destroyed Derrick Rose, who was the MVP that year, in the Eastern Conference Finals. And LeBron went into a shell against the Mavericks. 
averaged 17 points a game, shot like 60% from the line. He just, I, I don't know, maybe the moment was too big for a guy who was ready to win his first finals. The big deal with that Mavs finals, when you compare it to this Pacers potential loss, is that he was able to redeem himself. He won back-to-back finals after losing to the Mavs. He got the six straight finals after losing to the Mavs. So anytime I get sucked into one of those stupid LeBron versus Jordan comparisons, and we're going to do one later. That's how stupid they are. We're going to do one later. My argument is, well, LeBron's never lost in the first round of the playoffs. Michael lost three times in the first round. He lost to Boston twice and Milwaukee once. Then I double down. Hey, listen, LeBron's been to the final seven straight years. Jordan never did that. And in that LeBron-Jordan discussion, nobody has a counter to that. They've already shot their wad with uh, Michael Jordan won 6-0 in the finals. That's fine. The biggest knock on LeBron has been that Mavericks finals. This Indiana Pacers finals loss would be worse. Way worse. Think about it like this. LeBron's 33. He just played 82 games, uh, led the NBA in minutes. I got to ask you, folks. Turn up your radio for this one. Is LeBron getting back to the NBA Finals if they lose in the first round here? Ever again. Is he going to? Because the Sixers are on the come up. They're loaded. We know Boston is stacked. They're in the playoffs without Kyrie Irving, without Gordon Hayward. And there's a lot of rumors that they're going to be in the mix for Kawhi Leonard. So we know the East is loaded. West is stacked as well. Houston's very good. I don't totally buy them yet. We'll get to that later. Warriors we know are great, but I, I, I'm I'm worried for LeBron. You lose this, he may never get to a finals again. There's no chance to redeem yourself. Now, I do believe, yes, he's going to come to the Lakers. Yes, he's going to come with Paul George. I know some people want Kawhi Leonard. I would go for Paul George. Now, I'm not saying Paul George is better. I'm just saying it may be a better fit and free. Another. We'll talk about that later. I keep saying we're good. we got a stack show today. There's so much. And and LeBron is really the centerpiece because this supporting cast is not going to get it done. When he went, when LeBron took that 2007 group to the finals, when he was 22 years old with guys like Larry Hughes and Drew Gooden, okay, th- that was a really bad team. Now, this team now is much better. George, listen, George Hill can play. Rodney Hood can play. Larry Nance is a good up-and-coming player. They got Kyle Korver. Now, Korver's going through some tough stuff. He lost his brother to a tragic death. He looks like he, he he's not in the series, and I can understand that. But the league is stacked with great young players. Giannis in Milwaukee. They look good last night, finally. Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid. Anthony Davis is about to win his first playoff series. There's no guarantee LeBron's getting back to the finals if they lose this series to the Pacers ever again. And I'm a LeBron fan. The first time I ever saw LeBron James live was that epic high school game he played against Carmelo Anthony in New Jersey. Right before Melo went to Syracuse and LeBron beat him head to head. And I was just like, this guy's incredible. This guy's amazing. And after the game, I'll never forget, uh, you know, there was only like seven people who wanted to interview LeBron And he was a high school kid. And he went and hid in the locker room and the bodyguards like, uh, you know, the bodyguards to the team because everybody wanted a piece of LeBron. Kept the media at bay and the media basically got nothing out of LeBron. I was like, this is a high school kid. Seven people here want to talk to him. He won't talk to us. 
And that's how you knew, geez, this guy's big time. And I've been a fan of LeBron ever since. I will def- I've defended him in Michael Jordan versus LeBron debates. I believe it's Jordan 1A, LeBron 1B. But you lose this series to the Pacers. And, and I know people want to blame Ty Lue. Say, hey, LeBron lost Kyrie. Yeah, he did. But I'm telling you, you cannot lose this series, LeBron. Some guy tweeted at me the best comment I saw last night. LeBron let a plumber named Bogdanovich drop 30 on him. And if you look at the pictures of Bogdanovich, who's this guy, you know, he's been in the league four years. This was like the best game of his career. He had seven threes last night. And he guarded LeBron. And I'm watching that comeback from the dinner table with my kids. And I'm like, guys, uh, this is good for our for the radio show tomorrow if LeBron can't come through. And he couldn't. And I know you're going to say it's not all on LeBron. Folks, it's about LeBron. He's the MVP or the runner-up. You got to be able to get by Victor Oladipo. I mean, Rob, did you see how ugly it was in the fourth quarter? Ty Lue was so clueless. He had... Double teams running at Victor Oladipo 40 feet from the hoop just to get the ball out of his hands. The Pacers don't do that to LeBron. I mean, Rob, Vic, the, the Pacers were playing essentially four-on-three basketball for the last four minutes. Well, the Pacers weren't doubling LeBron because they had the, the lockdown monster, Boban Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich. Yeah, shutting it down. So hey, can we call him it. the plumber? Should that be his nickname? Sure. I mean, it was, it was a tremendous comment. I laughed out loud while reading that. I'd rarely laugh out loud when you clowns come at me on Twitter and Instagram. Um, but I got to say, I- I'm shocked by that loss last night. Up 17. The Cavs were 40-0 and this year when leading after three quarters, and they gagged. Ty Lue, you better get your mind right. LeBron, we know he's already got the plane tickets to L.A. That's a done deal. He's done if they lose this series. I think he's gone regardless. But take a deep breath. There's a lot of series left. It's not over. But right now, it sure as hell looks bleak. Think about it. Three games in, the Pacers rolled game one, dominated from start to finish. Game two, Cavs had a big lead and almost blew it. Indiana had a three-pointer to tie the game late. What happens in game three? Cavs have a big lead, blow it, and then that this time they couldn't hold off Victor Oladipo and the plumber. Folks, this is a shocking development, and we've got several in the NFL draft. Coming up next here, on the big lead, Fox Sports Radio. These are two quarterbacks heading in opposite directions as we head into the NFL draft. I don't know why this is happening, but I'm going to try to explain it to you. That's next on the big lead, Fox Sports. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Iowa Sam on the ones and twos. What is that? Is that a song from Coachella? Not to my knowledge. I, who is this? This is Calvin Harris. Oh, yeah. Dated, dated Taylor Swift, right? Lucky him. That's how I know. Hey, while you're here, Sam, and I have a music question, Rob, I, I didn't tell mm. you I'm going to do this. So I hear this song at a bar, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's a good song. I like it. And then I tried to Shazam it. It didn't work. But I remembered the like some of the lyrics. And I and I had to ask you because I, for whatever reason, I could not find it. A- and it... um. It goes something to the effect of like, man on the run, man on the run. That's like like a song that's been around for decades, right? Yes, it's been since the 70s. However, when I looked on YouTube, man on the run had like dumb songs from like Bush 
and Paul McCartney. And I, I can't find this song, and I need it. Because it was one of those where you heard it had a good moment, you're like, man on the run. So, Sam, can you effort that while I talk here about Josh Rosen? We will, our, our Indeed department will get right on yes, that. Yes, awesome, awesome. That's what I like to hear. Uh, back here, ladies and gentlemen, on the big lead, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. As I said to open the show, monster three hours here for you today. NFL Draft Bonanza. I got a guy coming up here in nine minutes. He works for Pro Football Focus. He wrote the most glowing piece ever on Baker Mayfield. And there's this weird narrative around Baker Mayfield where he accomplished awesome stuff at Oklahoma, posted massive numbers, just arena league football numbers against arena league defenses. And I just, I don't buy into it. I don't buy into he's the most accurate passer in college football history. I'm I, sorry. I, I just can't buy that. And we're going to talk about that here in about eight eight minutes. You're going to love it. It's going to be a smart, in-depth discussion. It's not going to be combative, even though I know the people on social media want it to be, uh, including Baker Mayfield. At any rate, uh, I need to talk first about a- another guy in the draft, but he's not going up. He's he's falling. Uh, Fox's Joel Klatt thinks Josh Rosen could slide. I'm seeing uh, McShay and Kuyper putting him in the... In, in, in like the 11 to 15 range. That's lunacy. That That is absolutely crazy that Josh Rosen is sliding in. And, and listen, I'm going to say something here. I don't want anybody to go tweet it at Mike Florio and, and get me in trouble. But I had somebody tell me this week when I was asking about quarterbacks, they said, oh, Jason, you got to you gotta change your mock draft there. I was like, why? Like, well, first of all, Josh Rosen's not going that high. I was like, why? He's a bad guy. That was what the person said to me. Josh Rosen is just a bad dude. And I, I just don't get that. I don't understand that. I know there's this whisper campaign going on slamming him, and people have stuff to say. Here's my take on, on why this is wrong and where it's coming from. So I'm, I live out here in, an L, in L.A. in a neighborhood that's actually right next to Jim Mora. And I'm not trying to brag and I'm not trying to hide the neighborhood but if you follow me on Instagram you you probably know where I'm at and I know people who live like on the same block as where Jim Mora lived and they tell me yeah Josh Rosen and Mora were tight Rosen used to go to his his house and they would go over plays and super nice kid every time I saw him and everything was everything was great between those two remember Josh Rosen was basically the chosen one for UCLA they had risen to 10th I believe in the rankings they signed Rosen everybody thinks okay He's going to take him over the top to, to, to the BCS. And, and everybody was all excited. And this was supposed to be Jim Moore's meal ticket. And what happened? It, it, they didn't get anywhere. They got worse. Rosen had a couple injuries. They had a bunch of NFL players uh, a couple years ago. And it just never happened. And my guess is this all starts with the deterioration of Mora and Rosen. And Jim Mora is never going to coach again. At any level in football. I mean, maybe he could coach high school, but any meaningful level. Jim Mora's not going to get a job in the NFL. It's not happening. He's not going to get a job in college football. That's not happening. And I believe he is so angry that he told enough people, hey, man, this is what this kid's like. And and if you look at some of these NBA, uh, sorry, NFL draft gurus, they'll always quote sources. And I, I wish some of them would get called into court. And eventually, they'd have to spill their sources. Because so many of these guys throw BS up against the wall, hoping it sticks. All, I mean, guys are trying to make their name 
off the NFL draft. Like they don't even they they don't they've never worked in any capacity as a journalist. They just have a Twitter account and they throw enough BS against the wall and enough people will retweet it because we know how stupid the internet is. You know? They just buy anything. And, and and these guys are just hammering Josh Rosen. I'm telling you, man, November eighteenth, Josh Rosen outplayed Sam Darnold head to head. Outplayed him. Now USC won. But Rosen was clearly in his galaxy. He was in the same galaxy as Sam Darnold. You look at guys like Josh Allen, Baker Mayfield, they're not. And I don't think either of them can get there. Now, I do believe Lamar Jackson has the potential to get there. We'll talk about that later in the show. I think he's going to fall in the draft, and Lamar Jackson will be in a much better spot than Mayfield or Josh Allen. Okay, But I do believe Rosen could be successful. I mean, think about that. Look, Look at it this way. Josh Rosen is being penalized because he's a millennial. Sam, you can speak to being a millennial, obviously. You millennials kill everything. Hotels, cabs. You guys are responsible for everything. Well, Josh Rosen is a millennial and they want to kill him. And then I even saw, you know, Stephen A. Smith, well-respected guy. Um, he actually went on the air and said, Josh Rosen's only going to fit for certain teams because he needs to go somewhere where there's a large Jewish community. I mean, Rob, you're Mr. UCLA. How dumb is that? Well, for one, he's an atheist. Yeah, exactly. So. I mean, come on. They're just smearing him. He's a millennial. Oh, he he needs a, a Jewish community. I mean, this is stupid. He, Rob, Josh Rosen is being penalized for being smart, wanting to learn, liking to read. That's why we're penalizing. Listen, the NFL can, wants to control their players. You can't all have robots like Matt Ryan. Robotic yes men who aren't going to challenge authority, who are just going to be bland and vanilla. You can't have that. Not all of them. There's going to be some guys like an Aaron Rodgers, like a Peyton Manning, who are cocky and know they can get it done, like a Brett Favre. You need, come on, guys, you know that you need balance in life. You need the yin and the yang. Come on. You know what, Jason? I, I agree with everything that you're saying. I think there's one other point that why Josh Rosen is supposedly going to slip in the draft that you haven't mentioned. I think that F Trump hat that he wore three years ago is one of the biggest reasons why teams are afraid of him. And so you're saying that all the NFL owners are Republicans? almost? No, 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 not just that. I'm saying that after everything that happened with the, the anthem protests, the last thing these guys want is more political conversation. Okay, but Rob, come sport. on, he was 18 years old. I agree. I, I'm just saying, I, I the way that the NFL works, and we've known enough professional former NFL players between us, that these guys want, like you said, robots. They want people similar to what they look for in the military. Yes, sir. No, sir. Don't ask questions. Okay. Do what it's let me you push to do. up. Let me push back. Cam Newton, did he not have a problem at Florida with the stealing, got kicked out of school there? Okay. He had an issue. Ben Roethlisberger, I, I, I don't want to dive back into him and relitigate his stuff. Now, he it happened in the NFL. But he caused some GM, uh, the GM and an owner, some sleepless nights in Pittsburgh. Uh, Dak Prescott got a DUI exactly. like three weeks before at, the draft. Uh, J- Jameis Winston stealing crab legs. There, there the difference you- is none of those acts were politically driven. There's no divisiveness about what they did. It's I, an they made a mistake. Year old wearing a hat. Exactly. I, I think it's dumb too. And the, the, the values the, are all over the place. What makes it even more frustrating? To me, as a UCLA fan, you know, I mean, what's a UCLA? As a football fan, to a man, almost you watch all these draft 
you know, shows, all these experts, all these scouts, these analysts, they all 95% agree he is the best thrower yeah. of the football in the draft. Uh, listen, I, I, we got to wrap up here and go to a guest, but folks, I, I'll just say this. If my Jets are picking third, I want Sam Darnold first. If he's off the table, I want Josh Rosen. If Josh Rosen and Sam Darnold are gone, I don't want Josh Allen. I don't want Baker Mayfield. I'm going to leave you with a great Baker Mayfield stat before we uh, bring in our guest who's going to defend Baker Mayfield. In the modern football era, what do you want to count that as? 1970, 1980, whatever you want to call it. I'll give you the date to define modern. There's been one quarterback under six foot two taken in the top ten that has been successful. His name is Mike Vick. That's it. That's what Baker Mayfield's up against. Baker Mayfield. I'll leave you with that. All right, coming up next here on the big lead, Fox Sports Radio. Sam Monson, pro football focus, wrote the most glowing piece on Baker Mayfield ever. We're going to discuss it. And again, I'm going to preface this. It's not going to be combative. Sam is a nice guy. We talk offline. I want this to be a discussion where you learn something. Because he's going to defend Mayfield, and I feel like look, there's a lot of holes in this argument. It's an advanced stats versus some eye test. We'll get to that next. But first, let's go to Isaac Lowenkron for the latest in sports. Morning, Jason. We begin to the NBA playoffs. We're on Friday night. Bogdanovich was a boy on... Among men. And now Oladipo kicked it into the forecourt. Here's Bogdanovich! Oh, baby, Bobby out on the right side. It's seven points, Mark. Bedlam in downtown Indianapolis. Mark Boylan slick-lettered the call on Pacers Radio as Bogdanovich nailed seven three-pointers and scored 30 points to help the Pacers rally from a 17-point deficit for a 92-90 win over the Cleveland Cavaliers. Pacers lead the series two games to one. The Milwaukee Bucks hit a franchise playoff record 16 three-pointers in a 24-point triumph over the Celtics. Boston still leads the series two games to one. John Wall and Bradley Beal, 28 points apiece in Washington's 19-point win over Toronto. Raptors still lead that series two games to one. Hey, great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to GEICO. Go to GEICO.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Finally, in baseball Friday night, the Nationals defeated the Dodgers 5-2 as Max Scherzer got the win over Clayton Kershaw. And Jason, we head back to you. Thank you, Isaac. Back here on the big lead, Fox Sports Radio. I'm your host, Jason McIntyre, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Back here on the show, and and you guys will remember last week, I I did a piece on uh, a couple segments on Baker Mayfield and just why I'm a little dubious. Now, the advanced stats love him. Absolutely love Baker Mayfield. He's one of the most accurate quarterbacks in college football history. He had a tremendous last two years. And, uh, you know, my my take was a little different. I, I don't totally buy into him. And I wanted to balance things out. So joining us now uh, is from Pro Football Focus, Sam Monson. You guys probably know his work. He Tireless efforts for Pro Football Focus. Sam, good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good, Sam. And and I, I've read your pieces on Baker Mayfield. I know a lot of people love him. Uh, first, let, let's start with an easy one, Sam. You, I think you authored the piece on Baker being, you know, 
the most accurate quarterback in this draft, which I guess isn't saying much with Josh Allen in the mix and Lamar Jackson. But it's not about just the completion percentage. You guys at Pro Football Focus, you chart basically like where the passes are going. Are they catchable? Tell me how you guys came upon uh, the stats that say Baker's the best quarterback in the draft. Yeah, so, you know, we at Pro Football Focus go through every game, every play, um, grade every player over the course of the college season and the NFL season. But after the season, we wanted to go back and, and add some some more depth to the thing because, you know, a lot of the, the talk is, well, Mayfield's dealing with wide-open throws all day and Josh Allen is, um, the completion percentage doesn't do him justice because he doesn't get all the free screens and all this kind of thing. So we started going back and looking at exact ball location, not just did the guy catch it or not, but was it in the perfect location to, you know, continue yards after the catch, or did he have to make an adjustment to make the catch? What was the coverage like on the play? Was he wide open? Was there a guy in step uh, separation just a little bit open, or was it tight coverage? And so when we charted all of that kind of stuff, Baker Mayfield was the most accurate quarterback in the draft class. Um, when we looked at accurate plus, which is what we termed the, the perfect passes, the tight coverage, perfect location, he was third, but right up there with those top guys. And there's just no category in which he isn't, again, one of the best quarterbacks uh, you could think of, the best guy in most of them. Okay, so uh, in addition to all that, I guess he has the two highest passer efficiency ratings ever in college football. Is that kind of a big deal, do you think, when it comes to the draft? Not really. Um, I mean, we ha- he has our two highest uh, single-season PFF grades as well, which obviously we put more stock into. That's what actually happened on the play, not just whether a receiver made a play and turned it into some uh, big numbers statistically, but what was he doing on the throw? Um, his two seasons, the last two seasons, are the highest grades we've ever given. His third season was in the top ten as well. So just from a grading standpoint, he was obviously on our radar from the outset. Um, and the really interesting thing is when you start diving into the tape and you start trying to say, okay, you know, the Oklahoma offense does manufacture him a bunch of easy targets. 20% of his pass attempts are screens, and that's higher than any of these other guys. Um, and, you know, the Big 12 defense is optional, so that's obviously making things easier for him as well. But when you start trying to dive into the tape and isolate just situations, you know, just NFL throws or concepts or you know, tight coverage, all of these things, he still stays at the number one spot. Okay, so now let me try to push back. So you did mention the Big 12 defense is optional. I, I mean, I looked at whether you want, like, passing yards a game or quarterback rating allowed. The Big 12 is near the bottom, really bad. I mean, Kansas, Tulane, Baylor, all these guys are near the bottom. But the other aspect that I keep focusing on is that Oklahoma offense. You know, it has produced guys at Oklahoma who have been awesome. And they haven't exactly panned down the NFL or haven't even made it. So how how can you how difficult is it to say okay Baker Mayfield put up monster stats and he had an All American on the offensive line uh, and he had an All American tight end and he had an All American uh, wide receiver last year in D.D. Westbrook uh, guys like Josh Rosen and Sam Darnold like I mean Darnold had no offensive line this year like none uh, I don't know if uh, Rosen's going to have any any offensive lineman from his his team go to the draft. Darnold probably will not. Does how much did that should that stuff factor in to to an evaluation? Yeah. I mean, these are all factors, and the key is trying to identify how big a thing it is. Um, because 
at the end of the day, none of those are knocks on Mayfield. They're just trying to identify how much he was helped by the stuff around him. Right. Uh, and when you look at that, it's true that the, it, all of those things are in his favor and, and they're, help, they're helping him do it. Um, and the, the counter to that is when you remove all those and you start looking at just a negative situation. So if you just look at his plays under pressure, his passer rating and his grade is higher than anybody else. His passer rating under pressure is higher than anybody else in his draft classes. Passer rating when kept clean in the pocket. So he's that much further ahead of anybody else. But even when you start removing all of these uh, beneficiary or helpful factors for him, that it doesn't eat into the margin or it doesn't overcome the margin that he's ahead of everybody else. And you know there are other quarterbacks, not just in this draft class, but over the past few years that have come out of similar systems or have come out against the Big 12, and none of those guys has been able to match the kind of grading production that Mayfield's had at PFF. We're talking with Sam Monson, Pro Football Focus. Uh, so, Sam, regarding you, uh, Big 12, I, I look at the last five years of Big 12 quarterbacks who have made the NFL, and they, they, none of them have done anything. I mean, it, RG3 had a good rookie year. Ryan Tannehill's been up and down. Uh, you know, there really hasn't been anyone who's who's made the leap from the Big Twelve. So when he's make when Baker's making all these accurate passes and under pressure, like is all pressure created equal? I mean, Big Twelve pressure doesn't seem to be much. And when I look at the passer efficiency, highest ones ever, the top thirty, there were six guys from from the Big Twelve. Six of the top thirty, and and none of them have really done anything in the NFL. So I just and, and uh, you know, the last factor, of course, is the height. And, and I know people want to say, oh, everybody loves their traditional guys, Josh Allen, uh, Sam Darnold, big strapping dudes. When I look at the modern football era, Sam, there's been one guy drafted in the top 10 under 6'2 who's had any success, and that was Mike Vick. Does that, does the height, should the height scare you at all taking Bayfield, Baker Mayfield in the top 10 versus, say, I don't know, 25 where there's less pressure? And guys drafted later. Russell Wilson went third round. Height wasn't height didn't matter to him. Dak Prescott, no, I, not huge. I really don't think the height should be an issue at all. Um, I think you know Russell Wilson. The height was a big thing with him. There were a lot of people that really liked Russell Wilson, and nobody felt comfortable taking him high because of his height. Mm-hmm. And he's reinforced the idea that if you can play at that level, it, you've already overcome all of the challenges. Oh, okay, but that hold on. Posed. That that's a good one. But Sam Russell Wilson went third round. If Russell Wilson well, sure. had gone top three to Cleveland, l- let's be honest, there's no way he's going to two Super Bowls. No shot. He had a great defense. He went into camp as like the number two or number three quarterback. Remember, they signed Matt Flynn. So there's no pressure on Russell Wilson. And and I just think you take Baker top three, he's going to go to a crap team like the Jets, and he's going to flame out in a couple years. Now, if he goes yeah. late to, say, the Patriots in the in the late 20s, I think he's got a great chance. He goes to the Saints. I think he's got a great chance. I would argue Lamar Jackson going to the New Orleans Saints will have a much greater chance of success than Baker going top five to, say, Denver or the Jets. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if you wind up with a better team, you've got a better situation waiting for you. Um, I mean, the the Russell Wilson thing, the first point is that I think anybody doing that draft over right now would have him in the top three picks. You know, so he may have gone in the third round, but clearly that wasn't where he should have gone. And a lot of that was because of the height. The other point there is that Seattle have had probably the league's worst offensive line for the entire time that Russell Wilson has been there. So he may have gone to a team with a fantastic defense, but his situation in that offense has not exactly been 
easy. He's been working with the league's worst pass protection, and he's still been fantastic. Also, you know, though, Baker Mayfield, uh, Hall of I Fame think the running back. is not a problem. Yeah, but, I mean, they had a Hall of Fame running back in Marshawn Lynch. All right, Sam Monson, Pro Football Focus, last question. So, the big one is, well, Jason, you're killing Baker Mayfield because he lit up the awful Big 12. What about Ohio State? What about Georgia? And, and Sam, and again, you, you break down every pass. That Ohio State defense lost three guys to the first round of the draft. The secondary lost three players to the first round. In the opener, the Ohio State defense got lit up by Indiana's quarterback for 400 yards and three TDs. And, and so I don't put too much stock in that Ohio State performance. And then the Georgia one, you got six weeks to prepare uh, for Baker Mayfield. You know, I mean, Baker, Baker Mayfield had six weeks to prepare for that good Georgia defense. Like, again, that, that's one of those games where it's like, yeah, the offenses usually dominate. Uh, I mean, Marcus Mariota lit up a good Florida State defense. You know, like, I, I don't know. I, I, I just, you, sell me on, ba- if, if I'm in the Jets' war room, Sam, sell me on this is why we need Baker Mayfield 3 over Josh Rosen or Sam Darnold. Every single quarterback has a flaw. You know, you can spend your days picking apart all these guys' games, but the bottom line is you go down to the tape, you go down to the numbers, and there's no conceivable way you can slice the numbers or the tape where Baker Mayfield isn't better than anybody else in this class. So you can look at it and say, yeah, but this, yeah, but he's only six foot, yeah, but, you know, there's a hundred different things you could pull out and nitpick his game. But the production and the performance and the, the, the diversity speaks for itself, even under the most uh, disadvantageous situations, under pressure, against tight coverage, all of this kind of thing. He's still the best guy there, at which point, at some point, all these negatives are just not enough to, to detract from him being the best quarterback. So, Sam, you'll, you'll go on record. If, if you were given the number one pick and you're running the Cleveland Browns, would you take Baker Mayfield first overall? Absolutely. I think not only is he the best quarterback available, I think he's the safest. What? The safest? Oh, my. Sam, I love it. Listen, I love the passion and the uh, the numbers. I, let's just say we disagree. But uh, all right. So, so if I'm the Jets and I, and I land, I'm a big Jets guy. If I end up with Baker Mayfield, I should be happy. You should be ecstatic. I oh. think that's the pick that's actually going to happen. I think the Jets are going to wind up with Baker Mayfield, and he's got a good shot of turning that franchise around. <laughs> Sam, if they tur- if Baker Mayfield turns around the Jets, uh, I don't know. I- I'm going to do so. I'll-, I'll buy. I'll send you a birthday cake in the mail or something. I've got. <laughs> I mean, I- the Jets have never had a franchise. Court. You're telling me he's going to be better than Chad Pennington and Ken O'Brien? Absolutely. I mean, think <laughs> of what would what would Chad Pennington be like if he actually had a legitimate arm? Uh, <laughs> all right, well, let's not kill Chad Pennington. Thanks a lot for your time, Sam Monson. Thanks. Have a good day. That was Sam Monson, Pro Football Focus. Listen, that's a spirited defense, folks. Baker Mayfield is going to turn around the Jets. Oh, my God. I, I, oh, jeez. Coming up next here on the big lead, Fox Sports Radio, the New York Giants could, could be making a huge mistake if they take Saquon Barkley second overall. I'll tell you why next. Jason, this is a band on the run by Paul McCartney and Wings. So I obviously can't hear well. <laughs> well, it sounds like man on the run. That's right. why you Googled it and okay. you got all these weird answers. So here's the other thing, Sam. I, I found this song on YouTube, but the first like one minute is not like this song. The first like it's it's slow. There's like a super slow buildup. Yeah. So this song is one of the longest songs Paul McCartney's ever put out. And it's actually three different songs in one. Oh, so that's why it sounds a little different okay. starting. If I go to iTunes, can I chop out the? St- can I chop out that first minute? Because I don't have time. If I'm in the gym, I'm not gonna Maybe. like fast forward. 
I just, this song, I can dig it. Yeah, That's it's like old. the last two and a half minutes of the song. I guess either you got to fast forward or get the shorter version. Hey, folks, if you have music questions, Sam is your man. Sometimes. Back here on the big lead, Fox Sports Radio, brought to you by Granger, the products and services you need when you need them. Granger's got your back to help keep your facility running. Granger are the ones who get it done. Listen, uh, Sam Monson from Pro Football Focus made a very spirited defense of Baker Mayfield. Did anyone buy that? I'm, I mean, like, listen, I'm not doubting the guy. I'm sure that's what the numbers say, but I just look at it. so. There's so much other stuff to these NFL draft profiles than these are his stats, these were his throws. Is he going to keep you awake at night if you're a GM? Is that four eight four forty speed, which, by the way, is the same time Matt Stafford runs, is that scrambling ability that works in the Big 12 going to work against Von Miller and NFL defensive ends? I don't think so. And I keep coming back to this. One quarterback in the top 10 in the modern era under six foot two has been good. And that's Mike Vick. And I, and I maintain Russell Wilson in a redraft would go two or three, and that's fine, but he ain't going to find success everywhere. I'm not saying Seattle was the only spot, but you can't just say, oh, we're going to put Russell Wilson on, uh, give me a bad team, the Bengals, and all of a sudden they're going to win a ton of games. It's not how it works. Uh, All right, really quickly, I I need to talk about Saquon Barkley. It sounds like the Giants are taking him. Dave Gettleman loves the trenches, loves the running game. He's an old-school football guy. He's an offensive lineman himself. I want to point, I found this that I found fascinating. I don't think other people are saying it. And I like Saquon Barkley, but I do need to point this out. Three Penn State running backs have gone in the top five. Are you ready for this, Rob? This is information you're not getting anywhere else. Blair Thomas, second overall to the Jets in 1990. He played six years. He had nine total touchdowns and eight fumbles. That's it. He was a bust. Kijana Carter, number one pick overall in 1995. Yeah, I guess you could call it seven years in the league, 21 touchdowns. He played on three teams. He had under 1,200 yards in his career. So Blair Thomas, bust. Kijana Carter, bust. And another Penn State running back, Curtis Enos, went fifth in 1998. Any Bears fans remember him? You're probably trying to forget it. Five fumbles in his career, six touchdowns. He was out of the league in three years. I don't know what it is about Penn State running backs in the top five, but they all seem to bust. Folks, does that scare you? New York Giants fan, does that scare you? Coming up next here on the big lead, Fox Sports Radio. LeBron James. This was the big story in sports last night. LeBron James and the Cavs choked away a 17-point lead. We've got some audio from that uh, postgame. That's that's awesome. And you know what? It's LeBron being LeBron. The media tried to catch LeBron saying something. They tried to goad him and bait him into something, and LeBron didn't take the bait. I actually think LeBron's legacy is on the line in this series. Yes, LeBron's legacy is at stake. That's next. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Hour number two here on the big lead, Fox Sports Radio. Sunny Los Angeles. It's a glorious morning out here. LeBron lost. Everybody's tuning into my radio show to hear me crush LeBron. I'm not going to kill him, folks. Can't kill LeBron this morning. I can go after him, though. We are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 
15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Real big night in the NBA. Raptors got smoked. It wasn't close. Bucks crushed the Celtics. That wasn't close either. But the Pacers Cavs is the story. And then we'll do listen, this is a huge NFL draft weekend. The draft, of course, begins Thursday. I've had a bunch of mock drafts out there. I'll have my final one this week. Uh you should see the reaction on my Instagram comments when I post that mock draft. People just get so fired up. No everybody loves a good mock draft. We had a guy from Pro Football Focus last hour tell me my Jets would be lucky to get Baker Mayfield. Uh, we're gonna, we got more Baker Mayfield coming. Actually, in about 15 minutes, we're going to get into a discussion here about Kawhi Leonard versus Paul George. I know that you're going to say Kawhi Leonard's better. is no contest. That's not necessarily the case. We're going to talk who's a better fit for the Lakers. I know this show's big in the, uh, what is it, 11 o'clock Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific hour. Show's big here in L.A. And, and, and Laker fans, you've got some thoughts on Paul George versus Kawhi Leonard. But first, we got to start with LeBron James and his performance last night. I, I, I need to make a statement here, uh, and I backed it up in the first hour, and I'm going to double down now. I do not want to hear the name LeBron James in the same sentence as Michael Jordan if the Cavs lose this series. I don't want to hear it. There's no discussion. It's over. That's a wrap. I've long said it's been Jordan 1A, LeBron 1B. And and, and I've even said that LeBron cannot hurt his legacy after the 3-1 comeback against the Warriors. I think LeBron cemented and he can't hurt it. Well, you know what? In life, when you get new information, you adjust things. That's what the smart people do. And it's funny because Rob and I were just talking uh, during the break. Producer Rob, back after an illness last week. And we were talking during the break. Listen, the smart people get new information and then adjust their thoughts. That's what you do. That's what educated, smart people do. And we now have new information on LeBron. He could lose in the first round of the playoffs. People, of course you've got to adjust expectations. Again, I've long maintained LeBron cannot go down. I don't think he's going to fall from the number two spot behind Jordan. I don't think he's falling behind, you know, whoever you have at three, whether it's Magic, Jabbar, Chamberlain, Russell, whatever. Kobe. Not Kobe, Nick. Gosh, get that garbage <laughs> out of here. Uh, but but when you look at going from seven straight finals to maybe a first-round ouster, and I asked this in the last hour, is LeBron going to get back to the finals? Are you certain of it? If they lose in the first round this year, I don't know if he gets back to the finals. We know the East is stacked. Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid are monsters. Gordon Hayward, Kyrie Irving in Boston. They're going to be a terror for years to come. Toss in Jason Tatum to that as well. He is He's an awesome young player. So the East is much better than thought. But what about the West? The Warriors still ticking. Rockets are there-ish. Anthony Davis about to win his first playoff series. Well, the Spurs look like they're going to be going through some rebuilding issues. We don't know what's going on with the Thunder. Utah Jazz weren't even supposed to make the playoffs. So this idea that LeBron could come back and win this series, yeah, he better. He better. 
But I don't want to hear Michael Jordan and LeBron in the same sentence if he can't pull this one out. And yes, I can hear you yelling, but Jason, Michael lost in the first round three times. You had no fake. I'm aware of that. What? He was just getting into the NBA. Was he 22, 23, 24? Lost in the first round three times. Come on. You expect a 22-year-old to to not lose in the first round? Every every young player loses in the first round. Steph Curry lost in the first round. Magic Johnson, the year after winning a title, lost in the first round. Anthony Davis lost in the first round. It happens when you're young. LeBron, this can't happen at 33 when you're an MVP candidate. Now, what gets interesting about this LeBron situation is if they lose in the first round, we know he's gone, right? Nick, there's no argument. We've said on this show he's going to L.A. I don't want to hear an argument that he could stay, right, Nick? Uh, we can agree on this. No, he's out. Okay. Jason, even if if, you, if it's a long series, like a seven-game hard-fought series, I mean, how far is he gonna, is he, are they going to go even after this? I think well, he's gone yeah, no matter what. I think that's a, that's a fair question. If you go through a seven-game series and the Raptors, say, wipe the whiz in five— so LeBron's not only tired off that this past series. He remember he played 82 games, led the league in minutes played, and then he's got to go face a Raptors team that's better than the Pacers. So the media tried to get LeBron into a moment where he was saying like LeBron your teammates aren't doing anything. Jordan Clarkson's not showing up. Where's Nance? Corver, we know he's got some personal issues with the death of his brother. Corver had a bad game. George Hill's still struggling. I mean, where's Rodney Hood? Kevin Love's been okay. Ty Lue's been a disaster, but, you know, nobody thinks he's a good coach. So when you look at the media's move last night, it was like, oh, look what they're trying to do to LeBron. We have the audio. Do we have the question, Rob, as well, or just LeBron's answer? Okay, so basically the media was like, so LeBron, and the guy keeps going on and on about your teammates and uh, how do you get them fired up? And how do you almost how do you look at them on the bench when they're just letting leads evaporate? And here's LeBron's answer last night. What are you guys looking for? You guys think I'm gonna throw my teammates under the bus? No, I'm I'm not about that. Guys, just gotta play better. Include myself. I had six turnovers tonight. I was horrible in the third quarter. Couldn't make a shot. You know, if I'm make some better plays in the third quarter, then the lead don't slip. That that's awesome. Listen, that is spectacular from LeBron. Young athletes listening to this show, that is exactly how you diffuse a potential situation. You defend your teammates, then you flip it on yourself and say you weren't good. I mean, he did, He had the option to hammer Ty Lue. I, I, listen, I don't know what Ty Lue's thinking. Nobody thinks he's a good coach. But last night was just, what is he doing? So they had a huge lead in the first half, and then he decides, oh, let's go with no shooters in the third quarter. And let's not rest LeBron at the end of the third, start of the fourth. And and you could tell LeBron was gassed. Nick, I don't know if you're watching that, but there were moments where there was a turnover and LeBron just sitting under the hoop, too tired to run back. Yeah, I I know know what player you're talking about, I think Mark Jackson, who was announcing that? I forget who it was for ESPN, but they even said, boy, not really a great effort from LeBron there. No no fake, he's tired. The guy's gassed. Physically, mentally, and at some point. I mean, George Hill, you got to make a shot. J.R. Smith, you got to make something. J.R. Smith left uh, Clarkson hanging at the end there. Did you see that? I mean, Clarkson was open, but, you know, when you get J.R. Listen, yeah, back, that shot let, hold awful. on, Nick. Let, let's back up. Ty Lue, you got to save the timeouts for the end of the game. Yes. 
I mean, as you see the lead dwindling, you got to save those timeouts. I, I'm concerned for LeBron. Uh, I'm concerned for Ty Lue. And, and I got to say, Ty Lue was grasping at so many straws last night that in the fourth quarter, close game, he started to run a double team at Victor Oladipo near half court. Just get the ball out of Oladipo's hands. That was their defense. And then they're scrambling, and Bogdanovich, the plumber from Serbia, or wherever he's from, is just banging threes left and right. He had seven threes. Guy had 15 points in the fourth quarter. This is unbelievable. And, And people laugh when I say how important Kyrie Irving was to this team. And I keep going back to this series. NBA fans, you'll remember it. Last year against Boston... Cavs lose game three. They're up 2-1. Game four, LeBron struggled a little bit. Who takes over? Kyrie Irving. Do you remember that third quarter? I mean, go look it up on YouTube during the commercial break. LeBron not having a great game. Kyrie Irving takes over in the third quarter. And the Cavs come back and run away and hide. Irving is a magician. We know that. But that third quarter, banging threes, taking people off the dribble, creating in the lane, getting guys open for three, they don't have that. I mean, you look at Kevin Love. Rob, is Kevin Love even, I mean, is he even a number two right now? Hell no. He can't create his own shot. He can't take Miles Turner on the block. Who the hell is their number two? Uh, Is it Rodney Hood? I think so. Is it George Hill? I, I thought it would be Clarkson. And Lakers fans will remember, Jordan Clarkson will come off the bench here in L.A. and he's gunning. He gets a ball, it's just jack, jack, heat check, no fear. He gets in the game for the Cavs and he's like a little timid. Four shots in 20 minutes? I was stunned. Uh, Jordan, you're there to shoot. Your instant offense. You can take, I don't even know who the Pacers' backup guard is. I got to say, this is a largely anonymous Pacers team. Who is, do you know the backup guard, Nick? It's Collison and Oladipo start. Uh, who who's comes off the bench for them? Mm. I, I don't even. I mean, honestly, that's how anonymous this team is. I, I'm going to repeat. The Indiana Pacers over under this year was 30 and a half. They won 48 games. This team is shocking everybody. I, I think, now Rob, I don't want to go too, too overboard here. I think this is. If the Pacers win this series, to me, this would be the biggest postseason upset maybe since LeBron entered the league. Is this bigger than the comeback against the Warriors down 3-1 by the Cavs? Because remember, Draymond was suspended and Bogut got hurt. It's possible. Nobody! I thought thought what you were going to say is, if the Pacers win this series, it's the biggest referendum on Russell Westbrook in NBA history. (laughs) That's what I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to find a way to bring oh, Russell back no, into the conversation. Russell Westbrook's irrelevant right now. They're going to lose to the uh, to the Jazz. What do you got, Nick? Jason, really quick. What is worse? Who's worse? The 07 Cavs team or this no, Cavs team? The no, the 07 of, Cavs hey, team. There's a lot of people talking that it's, it's similar. No, dude. I looked at that roster. One guy I made agree. an all-star it's team. not, but. Hold on. Z. Ilgauskas was the only guy who made an all-star team. <laughs> I'm serious. That's the, He made the all-star game twice. So the rest of that roster, shoot, I looked it up. It's Drew Gooden, Larry Hughes, a bunch of Booby Gibson. 
I agree. I agree. If if Victor Oladipo beats LeBron, that this is a big stain on his legacy. This is the biggest. This is worse than the Mavs finals loss. You, I mean, you absolutely cannot lose this series, LeBron. You can't. It's the Pacers in the first round. You had home court advantage. I mean, shucks. Ten months ago, we were talking about the Pacers getting fleeced for Paul George. I think we mocked them. Yep. I owe that GM. I might have to send him a bottle of wine or something. I mean, and and listen, let, let me let me close on this note before we get uh, get to another topic here. Victor Oladipo's on his, I believe, fifth head coach in five years as a pro. This is why you don't give up Lakers fans on Brandon Ingram. This is why you don't give up on a rookie after one or two or three years. You don't. Victor Oladipo took five years. There's something in life about struggle before success. Nobody comes out of the gate blazing and is successful. LeBron didn't even make the playoffs as a rookie, okay? There's a struggle before success in life. And when you saw what Victor Oladipo went through, he was called a bust for three or four years. People were laughing at him when he was playing with Westbrook. Like, oh, this guy sucks. We brought him in. Come on. Victor Oladipo is going to be an all-NBA player. He looks like one of the best guards in the league right now. And he's only in his fifth year. And he's playing with Miles Turner, Bogdanovich, Sabonis. They got a good team. But, like, this is why you don't bail on young potential stars. That's why this whole Lonzo's a bust nonsense. Stop it, folks. Okay? Victor Oladipo was the second overall pick. You wait, you wait. Popped to three different teams, and now he's dominating. Coming up next year on the Big Lead Fox Sports Radio. Okay, when healthy, Kawhi Leonard's a top five player in the NBA. But if I'm the Lakers, I'd rather have Paul George. And now I'm going to need to explain that to you fully. That's next on the Big Lead, Fox Sports Radio. Oh, boy. I got a bad feeling about this segment, folks. Little nervous. Uh, Laker fans, uh, tell your friends to turn on the radio. I'm your host, Jason McIntyre, ladies and gentlemen. Back here on the Big Lead, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. All right. Here's the situation for the Lakers. And we have two big, big Laker fans in the studio here. Are you ready for this? You can have Paul George for free in free agency, or you can trade Brandon Ingram, Kuzma, and a pick for Kawhi Leonard. Are you doing it? Nick, are you doing it? Oh, that's so brutal, Jason. Um, I'm assuming LeBron's in the bag, okay? Right. So you're looking at LeBron, Paul George, who you get for nothing, and Lonzo, Kuzma, Ingram, Josh Hart. All You get all that. When healthy, I think Kawhi's a top three player, but no. It's really tough. I wouldn't okay. do it. I'm with you, Rob. I know you're – Rob, you want to offer your answer? Rob in his uh, LAFC hat. We get first soccer hat in the studio this year. It's free. Yeah. It's free is for He's me. You know your, that. He, it's, he, Rob gets all the good swag here. I get nothing. I do. Send me candy. <laughs> uh, would you do it? Paul George or Kawhi Leonard? Uh, Paul George. Yeah. There's no, Listen, Laker fans who are out there saying we need Kawhi Leonard, just pump the brakes, okay? Kawhi Leonard's not free. And now I'm going to tell you why I, I don't know that I re- really want Kawhi Leonard uh, in any kind of trade. And I, I, I actually think that Kawhi Leonard could be tough to trade for. 
Number one, you're going to have to give up a lot of assets to get him. Number two, you're going to have to sign him to a massive deal. And number three, I and I've got to put this out there because I try to go places that you don't hear other radio hosts or TV hosts going. But do we know just how good Kawhi Leonard is? He started his career playing alongside Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, and Manu Ginobili, three Hall of Famers, playing for a Hall of Fame coach with the best top three GM in the league in R.C. Buford. Kawhi Leonard essentially has been in the best system in the NBA since he got there. Now, it took him a few years to become a star. Jason Tatum right now, the rookie in Boston, is has better stats in his rookie year at age 20 than Kawhi did in his first or second or third year. Third year, they were almost the same. Now, I, gotta, I, I do know Kawhi Leonard's an awesome two-way player. Last year, he was probably, what, third in the MVP voting? He's top four. He's a top five player. Awesome defender, great scorer. I do have to ask. We saw Jay Crowder and Isaiah Thomas get propped up by Brad Stevens in Boston. We're now seeing Brad Stevens prop up Terry Rozier, taking marginal players, turning them into really good players getting the paint. Kawhi Leonard fell in the draft to 13, I think. Indiana, uh, Indiana had him and then traded him to the Spurs. They got him a shot doctor, and he went from being like a, a bad, bad, bad three-point shooter to a, to a really good one. I think he's 37% last year, close to 40, in that range. We know Kawhi Leonard's a good, uh, the best two-way player in the NBA. We know that. But I wonder, if you take him out of that system in San Antonio and plop him in L.A., is he going to be a top three MVP guy? Is he? I'm asking you that. I, I Frankly, I don't know. I like Kawhi Leonard a lot. Never played in more than 75 games in a season. This quad year where he's got this injury and he's battling the, the Spurs front office, which never happens, very puzzling. Turns 27 in June. And the last part, like... Do we really know who Kawhi Leonard is? He's a quiet dude, not on social media. We don't know that he's ever been a leader in the Spurs locker room. If you listen to Popovich, it's been Tony Parker, Tim Duncan, the veterans. Popovich rules there with an iron fist. And I think what happened was, and I'm guessing because nobody knows, nobody knows, the Spurs thought in Kawhi they had the next Tim Duncan type player. Chill, quiet, not going to ruffle feathers, not going to, you know, be one of these millennials in the NBA. I think they thought they had that, and I think they're like, whoa, who is this guy? We don't know who he is. And I just look at the situation, and I'm like, if I'm the Lakers, I'm not trading for him. Paul George can, can be an elite wing defender. We know that. He can be an elite playoff scorer. We know that. Those are things Kawhi does. Now, Kawhi's going to be better for long stretches than Paul George. I mean, if all things being equal, age, health, salary, yeah, I take Kawhi. But all things aren't equal here. And if you get LeBron to the Lakers, do you really, really want Kawhi Leonard alongside LeBron? With having to give up either Lonzo and Ingram or Ingram and Kuzma, I don't. And I know Laker fans are going to be angry with me, but I'm telling you, If you can keep that trio 
Lonzo Ingram Kuzma and then simply add two top 10 players, top 15 in Paul George and LeBron. And then you got Josh Hart coming off the bench. It's a lot easier to build that up. Did I sell you, Nick? I just don't even make a play. I don't take the phone calls if I'm the Lakers for, from, for Kawhi Leonard. Yes. What you laid out was, yeah, you sold me, Jason. But the thing is, is that it's like every single year, like, oh, let's just hope X player comes to the that's Lakers. Why, well, that's another reason you don't wait. You, If you can get Paul, Jordan, Paul George and LeBron now, you get it. You don't say, well, Kawhi is going to be a free agent next year. Maybe we can get him. I don't think you do that. Because remember, LaMarcus Aldridge said, uh, I want to be traded, and Pop convinced him. You give Pop a year to convince Kawhi to stay, you don't well, you don't mess around with that, you know? Yeah. And I'm going to, let me pose this one to you, Rob. If you're Danny Ainge, and the phone rings, and it's the Spurs saying, hey, uh, I got Kawhi here. Give me Tatum, give me Rozier, and give me two picks, two first-round picks. Are you Are you doing it? Hell yeah. Hell yes? Yes. And the the difference being the Celtics are what? already championship contenders right now with a healthy team. Hmm. You're giving up Tatum and two ones and then a Rozier? That's a lot. Yeah, because you already have Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward in the East with the best coach in basketball. Okay, when, when Kawhi Leonard was a rookie, did anybody think this guy could be a top five MVP candidate in, in five years? No. No. Jason Tatum, when you've seen what he's done this year, can he be a top five MVP candidate in five years? Possibly. I think he can. Okay, I agree with you. So why are you giving that up when he's young and cheap? Because the team you have right now with Kawhi Leonard, with those other two guys, can win a championship. Okay. The two guys they have now, Kyrie, Gordon Hayward, Tatum, Brown. Are are they going to win a championship? No. Uh, I don't are you so. sure? You think they can beat Golden State? Are they? Yeah, I think they can. You I think mean, they I think beat, next year the Celtics can beat Golden State without you think question. They can. You think? Okay, here's a better question. You think they could guarantee get out of the East against Simmons, Embiid, and we'll say that that's tough. Paul George. I, but I don't or know. How, like I don't that. know how Kawhi changes that equation. They're still like the Sixers are still going to be good. They don't have anybody for Embiid. But let me ask you this, Rob. And and again, I I, I don't like the Celtics. I'm a longtime Laker fan. Um, if I'm the Celtics, and I saw what happened with Kyrie and LeBron in Cleveland. If I go get Kawhi Leonard, dude, I, I'm I'm pushing Kyrie to say, dude, this is going to happen all over again. You could lose Kyrie Irving when he's up. You're not losing him over Tatum and Hayward. Those guys are deferring to Kyrie. And I think Kyrie can win you a title. But K- Kawhi's not ball dominant like LeBron is. Fair, not not as ball dominant. Good defender. What could he? What could now? Now I just said what Kawhi has been in the Spurs system. What could he do with Brad Stevens? See what I'm That's saying? What, okay, but the, <laughs> the ace in the hole, and we'll wrap up on this. Um, Anthony Davis could come on the market now. It, it's pretty clear right now he's not going to be on the market this year when with the Pelicans winning. Would you rather have Anthony Davis or Kawhi? And to me, that's a no-brainer. Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis. I mean, Anthony Davis is a... By the way, Damian Lillard can't get off a shot on Anthony Davis when they do the pick and roll. He can't get off a shot. Anthony Davis is 25, ladies and gentlemen. He's averaging 30 a game in his playoff career. This is a guy scratching the surface. When Anthony Davis is like 27, dude, what's he going to be? His wingspan goes from three-point line to three-point line. It's great. I, I mean... Okay, how about Giannis or Anthony Davis? Anthony Davis. Yeah. 
Now the toughest one, Ben Simmons or Anthony Davis. That I'll, I'll let you marinate on that. We got to go to break Ooh. here. But um, coming up next here on the big lead, Fox Sports Radio. Lamar Jackson, the quarterback out of Louisville, is going to have a better NFL career than Baker Mayfield. I'll tell you why next. But first, let's go to Isaac Lowenkron for the latest in sports. Jason, we start in the NBA playoffs, where on Friday night, the Indiana Pacers rallied from a 17-point deficit against the Cleveland Cavaliers, thanks in part to the shooting exploits of Boyan Bogdanovich. And now Oladipo kicked it into the forecourt. Here's Bogdanovich! Oh, baby, Boggy out on the right side! It's seven points, Mark! Mark Boyle and the venerable Slick Leonard the call on Pacers Radio as Bogdanovich nailed seven three-pointers and scored 30 points in the Pacers' 92-90 triumph. Indiana leads the series two games to one. The Milwaukee Bucks hit a franchise playoff record 16 three-pointers at a 24-point win over the Celtics. Boston still leads the series two games to one. John Wall and Bradley Beal, 28 apiece in Washington's 19-point win over Toronto. The Raptors still lead that series two games to one. Finally, in Major League Baseball on Friday night, the Nationals defeated the Dodgers 5-2 as Max Scherzer got the win over Clayton Kershaw. Jason, back to you. Thank you, Isaac. Back here on the big lead, Fox Sports Radio. I am your host, Jason McIntyre, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. So I promised a draft bonanza today. We still got Jay Glazer coming up in the final hour. Also, Evan Silva of Roto World. I know you use him in fantasy football, he's a draft guy. Like, he goes deep into the draft. Uh, so we're excited to have him on next hour. And, you know, the biggest story right now is what's going to happen at the top of the draft. And it's very, it's a great year for the NFL to have Fox also host the draft. It's funny. have you? I don't know if you guys have seen this, but when the NFL is promoting the NFL draft, they're promoting it as, Seen on NFL Network and on Fox Sports. They're not saying the other network. I don't know if you guys have noticed that. Um, And by the way, the NFL just gave Fox a tremendous Thursday night lineup. Best one they've ever had. There's one bad game. That's it. You got stars. You got young stars. You got great quarterbacks. You got good contenders. It's it's a great Thursday night lineup. And the draft, I think, is going to be awesome. Because for the first time in a few years, there's uncertainty at the top. We'll do an NFL draft next hour. We're just going to mock the top 10. And uh, I'll have my final top 10 on the big lead this week. Uh, My final first round of the draft this week. Next week. So what are we looking at? Like 10 days from now. You know I do the 2019 first round NFL draft because the people need it. That's what you need. Draft grades. And you need a 2019 look ahead. And I'll probably have the Jets drafting first uh, because the they're, you know, they're going to do something stupid this draft. They always do. All right. Here's where we need to start with at the top of the draft. So let's say the Browns take Josh Allen first. He's a cold-weather guy. He's big. Big hands. He could sit behind Tyrod Taylor for a year or two. Let's say they go Josh Allen. The Giants, and we talked about this last hour, they love the trenches. They love Saquon Barkley. Gettleman loves a good running game. He's a power football guy. 
That leaves a no-brainer for the Jets, right? Sam Darnold. That, that, that makes all the sense in the world. Yet this week, all we're hearing is Baker Mayfield to the Jets. It's happening at number three. That's the word. Baker Mayfield to the Jets. And I, frankly, don't like that at all. I don't think Baker Mayfield is going to be a good pro. I mean, again, I don't know how many times I can repeat it. He ran a 4.8440. That's Matt Stafford. That's Brock Osweiler. I'm not making that up. Brock Osweiler at a 4.8340. I got a lot of names. Do you want me to go through the rest of them? I don't want to hear any more of the whole, oh, well, he's like, Baker Mayfield's like Russell Wilson. No, he's not. Russell Wilson went in the third friggin' round of the draft. Kind of a big difference when you go in the third round versus third overall. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rattle off a couple of the guys who ran better than Baker Mayfield's 4.84. Greg McElroy, seventh round pick. He's an analyst on like SEC Network now. Andy Dalton. Kellen Moore, 4.82. So this idea, this narrative that Baker Mayfield is like a run, run, dual option running quarter, that's not true. That's just not true. He looked good against the Big 12. And that's why I'm here to tell you that Baker Mayfield is not going to be a better pro than Lamar Jackson. The kid Lamar Jackson out of Louisville is going to be set up perfectly. He's going to go in the late half of the first round, which is going to benefit him. He's going to go to a team like Nick's Chargers. Nick, you're going to explain yourself here in a minute. Uh, we talked about this last week. I like this idea of Lamar Jackson at the Chargers. My buddy uh, Doug Gottlieb, when I when I pushed this out and put it in my mock draft, Doug Gottlieb texted me. He's like, not happening. No way. Not They're not doing it. Yeah, because they love Geno Smith, their backup. That I'm sure that's it. But even if he doesn't go to the Chargers, he could go to the Ravens, a good organization. Lamar Jackson could go to the Patriots. And if he goes to the Saints, it could be game over. I'm not kidding. Lamar Jackson plus Sean Payton with Michael Thomas, with Alvin Kamara, with Mark Ingram. That's a nasty team. Lamar Jackson is a speed guy. He's 6'3". He'll beat you inside, outside. I don't think he'll run inside a ton. He's not like a Cam Newton. But he's got the speed of Mike Vick. Baker Mayfield don't have that. You see that read pass option that everybody's, everybody's running? Baker's, uh, what is he, six foot tall? Lamar Jackson's six three. He could see over the line, the read pass options. Folks, Lamar Jackson, again, and if Lamar goes in the top, top 10, it's not going to work. But he's going to fall in the draft because there's so many questions and doubts. I'm telling you, if the Saints get Lamar Jackson... When he's in the film room every day with Drew friggin' Breeze? Dude, that is... Now contrast that with Baker Mayfield, who's going to be going to the Jets. Gosh, I'll vomit in my mouth. Maybe on I'll, I'll periscope that. If the Jets draft Blake Baker Mayfield, my gosh. So, I, I just like Lamar Jackson better. Better runner. He's not as accurate. I'll get Baker Mayfield obviously more accurate, but again, it, it's the Big 12th. I mean, Matt Stafford wasn't accurate in uh, in the SEC. He's a darn good quarterback now. All right, Nick, sell me your Chargers and Lamar Jackson. Well, I'm um, part of that. You know, a few dozen or so Charger fans actually out here in LA, <laughs> and you know, there's a lot of people that you know, like 
Albert Breer. On the pro day, Chargers were one of the teams of two who had a private meeting with him. And also, Benjamin Albright tweeted out that Chargers have legitimate interest in Lamar Jackson. Whoa, whoa, different... uh, you, you can't reference him as a, as a legitimate source. Come on. Okay, well, all right, well, he tweeted out. I'm just, I'm just like, no, the tweets that I'm seeing. So, I'm, I'm just saying that there's a lot of split Charger fans that no. don't think we need a quarterback for the future yet. I mean, I know Rivers hasn't had any significant, you know, besides that ACL injury that he played through in 07, but he hasn't had any significant injury to, to keep him out in the regular season, right? So I just think it, it, he's getting older. He's getting up there. And like you said, Geno Smith is going to be our backup. They haven't drafted a quarterback early in a decade. Right. And Lamar Jackson, I just I like his game. To me, Jason, I know it's going to be too far. But I don't. I just I know his his completion isn't great. But he just seems like a taller Russell Wilson. That after a couple of years, he might develop a yeah. little bit. I mean, well, the other big difference: Russell Wilson fit was a fifth year senior at uh, Wisconsin when they went to the Rose Bowl. You know, he had played well at NC State. Right. Okay. But the point is, like, the Chargers have a somewhat complete team, right? I, I, I mean, love their good, team. They have a good defense. They have a good re- receiving core. They still got Rivers. Their offensive line could always need tweaks. But I just, I, I like Lamar Jackson looking to the future now. I, I believe that Lamar, you know, if he goes Chargers, Ravens, Saints, Patriots, you're looking at a guy who, again, it's not like he was loaded with All-Americans. By the way, Baker Mayfield, All-American offensive lineman. All-American tight end. Last year, All-American wide receiver who ended up, I think, getting a bunch of Heisman votes. And he contributed to the Jaguars. Like, Oklahoma was stacked. Lamar Jackson on a team in Louisville that was, they were all right. It was Lamar or bust. And he put up over, what, 13,000 yards? 119 touchdowns? I, I Again, I to me, it's a no-brainer. But I combine everything. When you're, oh, Jason, how could you come up with this? Well, it's not just the stats. The stat guys are in love with Baker because of the accuracy in the Big 12. And, and, and the numbers are just off the charts. Fine. Look at the body of work. Look at size. Look at the NFL speed. NFL just eats up these small quarterbacks. And this is a guy, uh, Baker was elusive in college. He, he clearly doesn't have the speed of Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson was a 4-5-40 guy. Baker's a 4-8-40 guy. And he's the same size. He's not as thick. Russell Wilson's like compact. And he knows how to slide. And also, Russell Wilson got a Hall of Fame running back almost out of the gate in Marshawn Lynch. Hall of Fame? Marshawn Lynch isn't a Hall of Famer? Uh, I mean, not saying he's not. Rob, but... you got to back me up here. Wait, what, are you, what, are you, what are you nodding for? Don't listen to Nick. Okay, yeah. Marshawn Lynch a Hall of Fame. Hey, a couple good years. That <laughs> defense uh, in Seattle was unbelievable. I mean, again, Baker Mayfield to the Jets would be an unmitigated disaster. We're, we're going to do more Baker Mayfield final hour. Jay Glazer coming on the show. But coming up next, you know, we just talked about Kawhi and Paul George. There's a team, and I wish I could take credit, but producer Rob hit me with this like seven minutes before the show. I'm like, we got to get that in the show. There is a team besides the Lakers besides the Celtics, that makes a ton of sense for Kawhi Leonard. We'll talk about that next on The Big Lead, Fox Sports Radio. Back here on The Big Lead, Fox Sports Radio. It's so funny, we're talking about Baker Mayfield ad nauseum today, and there's all these draft shows on this morning. The TVs here in the studio have them. And producer Rob pointed out a great thing. So they're talking about Baker Mayfield's great pocket awareness. The highlight they were showing was like a three-man rush from Kansas. I mean, come on, man. That's a high school football defense. 
Come on, man. I'm getting so fired up about this Baker Mayfield stuff. I've come close to cursing a couple times. I don't know if you guys have noticed. I've, I, I, it's just frustrating. It's so obvious. It's so obvious. Let me wrap it up. We'll get back to Baker. Let me just wrap up Baker Mayfield, Lamar uh, Jackson. Deshaun Watson, 6-2, better accuracy than Lamar, but a similar quarterback and that the scrambling can kill you. Do you remember what Deshaun Watson did to the Seahawks last year? 400 yards passing, 60-plus yards rushing. He was unstoppable against a really good defense. I know they weren't what they were three years ago, but they were really good. And I just think in like two years, Lamar Jackson could do that in the right system. I don't think Baker Mayfield's ever going to be capable of that. Jay Glazer coming up in less than an hour. I know you're excited. Jay Glazer out on the town last night. He'll probably hanging out with some uh, Instagram models. We'll get details from him in an hour. Uh, All right, so I like to take credit for as many things that happen on this show as I can, but I cannot take credit for what you're about to hear. It was just too good. It's floated to me by someone else. I, I give credit where credit is due. And Rob, you know, we were, producer Rob, we're talking about landing spots for Kawhi Leonard because let's be honest, it ain't working out with the Spurs. Whatever's going on there is weird and awkward, and I don't think they'll offer him the Supermax. I was with I was talking with an NBA coach, a well, former coach, at FS1 this week, and the coach was just adamant. Oh, yeah, they're going to offer to him. I'm like, are you sure? I, I don't know. It's been so ugly. So much trust has been broken. I don't think they can. So if they trade him, obviously Lakers are going to come into play. Kawhi, I believe, is from somewhere out here in California. Celtics have assets. you got to have assets. But there's another team with assets. Rob, take it away. What do you got? Coming up this summer, I think it's going to happen. Kawhi Leonard will be playing for the Philadelphia 76ers. Wow. <gasps> what, now, the 76ers deal? have assets, mm-hmm. On a have deal cap room. Centered around Dario Saric, Markel Fultz, and a future first-round pick. Now, I don't know if the Celtics can top that. I don't know if they should top that. But Ben Simmons, Kawhi Leonard, and Joel Embiid healthy is pretty filthy. Now, you know how much I like the the idea of him going to the Celtics. I think that's a good fit for him. But I can't think, even of the Lakers, a more ideal fit style-wise with the way the other star players would complement each other than Philadelphia. Because it's it's be- got to be the Ben Simmons show. Exactly. But I, I just worry then, do you turn Kawhi Leonard into a spot-up shooter? You use him exactly the way San Antonio used him before last season. Which was? You bring him off pin downs. You have him run off screens. You have him cut to the basket. He can He can do all of that stuff off the ball. And the way the Sixers run their offense, it's very freewheeling. It's very up-tempo. A lot of ball movement. A lot of player movement which is exactly what Kawhi was doing in San Antonio that's before last season. That, that's pretty scary. And you give up Sarich, who's probably their fourth best player because you keep Covington. Uh, I don't know if you can still pay Redick if you got to pay Kawhi. And Fultz, did you see Fultz played five minutes in game two? I could barely get on the court. Uh, Fultz has some game, though. It, you've seen the flashes. Now, the shot, 
you know, again, we, I, I just talked about it. Victor Oladipo took five years. Can we give Fultz a minute? Can we let him breathe? That's not bad. I'm going to put that on social media and let the, let those animals on social media tear, tear that to shreds. Coming up next year on the big lead, Fox Sports Radio. Listen, man. LeBron is leaving Cleveland. Why would he want to stay? Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Hour number three here on the greatest weekend radio show on your dial. I'm your host, Jason McIntyre, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Go to geico.com or call 1-800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. It's been an awesome show so far. Now high noon on the East Coast. We got, a what, four NBA games today? I think the Sixers are up first. Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. Listen, I got I to gotta say, a lot of people underestimated the Sixers, huh? I mean, this is a team that looks like, right now, with the Cavs struggling against the Pacers, I think the Sixers could be going to the finals, right? I mean, listen, Chris Broussard, I go on his podcast in the zone. Broussard hosts a weekend radio show here. I went on the podcast with Broussard, and the topic was, can the Sixers make the finals? And he was like, no, it's the Cavs. And I said, yeah, the Cavs are the favorites, but why can't the Sixers? Ladies and gentlemen, if you look at the first three games, Indiana, Cleveland, Sixers, Heat. I mean, there's no question that Philly is a better team. There's not, there's not even an ounce of doubt. The Sixers are going to have two of the best three players on the court Against the Cavs. And and listen, if LeBron rests for a second, they're in trouble. LeBron played 42 minutes last night. And there's a big clip circling around the internet this morning about LeBron loafing back on D or not even trying to get back. There's like six minutes left in the fourth. Cavs turn it over. And, and the Pacers just push, get a fast break with Mr. Bogdanovich, the plumber. I mean, he kind of looks like a plumber, doesn't he? He's balding. He's banging threes. But anyways, on the play, there's like six minutes left and LeBron doesn't even hustle back. He just kind of, he's, he's gassed. When you play 82 games and you lead the league in minutes per game, you're just not going to, you're not going to have the energy. And the Cavs right now are hurting. And folks, I opened the show talking about this. I think it's undeniable. If the Cavs lose this series to the Indiana Pacers, this is the biggest stain on LeBron's career. It is worse significantly worse than the loss to the Mavericks in the finals in 2011. And one of the main reasons is LeBron was able to redeem himself for that Mavericks finals choke job. He famously averaged 17 a game. You know, they led that series, I think, two to one. And then in game four, LeBron, that was a mystery game where like J.J. Barea locked him up. And I remember watching that like, wait, what's going on here? This is a mystery. It's like, do you believe in ghosts? No, not really. What happened to LeBron in Game 4 and the rest of the series versus the Mavs? I don't know. Like, it's still to this day unexplained what happened. And that was the big stain, but he redeemed himself. He won the next two titles, went to the finals six years in a row after that, won a finals where he was down 3-1. And, and to me, that largely erases... The Mavericks finals defeat. If LeBron and the Cavs lose to the Pacers, 
A, I don't know if LeBron ever gets to another finals again. Because the East, if he stays, which is laughable, right? The East is stacked. Boston's loaded. Okay? We know that the Sixers are stacked. They got Fultz and Sarich as like their fourth and fifth options. Covington, Redick, Simmons. The 76ers are going to be a problem for years to come in the East. So is LeBron going to get to a finals again? Well, I think he's going West to play with the Lakers. And again, the West has Anthony Davis is on the rise. The Houston Rockets are very good. The Warriors are the possibly the greatest dynasty in NBA history. In mod, sorry, modern NBA history. I know Celtics fans want to jump down my throat for that. Don't come on social media and get on my case about that. And no, I don't open the phone lines. I know the regular listeners to this show know that I, I'm buddies with Colin Cowherd. He got me out here to L.A. And he always tells me, Jason, don't take calls. That's hacky. That's what, you know, it's. That's not a good way to do radio. So I don't take calls. So I'm not opening the phone lines to you. Don't yell at me on social media. LeBron's dynasty with Miami and Cleveland is different than what the Warriors are doing. Steph Curry, they're doing this with one team. LeBron doing it with two teams. Michael Jordan did it with one. Okay? So if he goes, if LeBron goes west, he's going up against a brutal west. The east is getting tougher. I don't know if he's going to be able to redeem himself if he loses his series to the Pacers. That scares me. And I get in these Jordan-LeBron debates all the time. You know, Rob, if you want to do this, we can manufacture a Jordan-LeBron debate right now. I know you'll want to take the Michael Jordan side because you're a Jordan uh, homer. Um, And don't even mention Kobe. But seriously, uh, here's how all the arguments go. Michael won six titles. Yes, my comeback is yes, the East was watered down. I mean, the, the East and West were watered down. Magic Johnson was gone. Larry Bird's back bro- was broken. He was a shell of himself. Isaiah Thomas retired. Michael Jordan beat up on a second-rate NBA in the 90s. He was weak. Okay, fine. LeBron uh, lost to the Mavericks in the finals. Choked. They were favorites and lost. Okay, fair, fair enough. LeBron redeemed himself by going to the finals six straight years after that. Jordan never did that. Jordan lost in the first round three times early in his career. LeBron never lost in the finals. LeBron took jokers. He took a bunch of guys who were probably putting on magic acts at birthday parties for kids to the finals when he was 22. Go look at that roster. It's pathetic. Michael Jordan could never do that. Michael Jordan didn't win anything without Pippen, didn't win anything without Phil Jackson. Go look at LeBron's coaches. Mike Brown. Ty Lue, David Blatt, Eric Spolstra. And I know people like Spolstra, but come on, dude. Come on. Spolstra was a video coordinator there before LeBron elevated him. And a story came out recently that LeBron was so unhappy with Spolstra. In that first year, they were, I believe, 11 and 10. LeBron famously bumped Spolstra coming out of a timeout. You remember that, Nick? He was coming off the court and bumped Spolstra. A story just came out that LeBron went into a meeting with Pat Riley shortly after that. And LeBron was like, so Pat, do you ever think of coming back to the sideline? You know, hinting, because that's how LeBron does. He's like a La Mafia Don. He doesn't come out and tell you anything. You just kind of speak around it and know what the deal is. So LeBron's never had the coaches Jordan had. And, and, you know, we go back and forth. And I can defend LeBron against Jordan and make it that they're almost equals. Well, if you lose to the Pacers, LeBron, there is no defense. You were like the MVP of the league this year or runner-up. You can't lose to a Pacers team that was expected to win 30 games this year. Their over-under was 30.5.
LeBron's got to be out, folks. There's no, okay, there's no way he sticks around. You look around that locker room, Rodney Hood, I don't think they're going to be able to keep because he thinks he's going to get paid, although he's probably not. Kevin Love ain't a number two. What's the argument for LeBron to stay? There is none. He's just getting better. No point in staying. I already ended the Philly-LeBron stuff. It's not going to work. The Sixers are ahead of schedule. LeBron is not going to go to a team at the age of 33 that A, just went to uh, either the Eastern Conference Finals or the NBA Finals. He's not. That would be ring chasing. That's beneath LeBron. Plus, he doesn't fit with Ben Simmons. Just doesn't work. It just does not work. So he ain't going to Philly. It's the Lakers. Man, I got the text rolling in here. Um, I'm going to have to save this for the next segment. But um, I guess the people are listening and are upset with some comments that I made earlier. Because they know I'm not checking social media during the show. But folks, I don't know if there's a way LeBron can salvage this. How does he spin it? A first-round loss? To the Pacers? Bogdanovich? Darren Collison? I mean, I feel bad for LeBron. And you guys know I love LeBron. I'm not hammering LeBron. I'm talking reality. This is what's happening now. It's over if they lose this series. Now, I still do believe that the Cavs are going to win this series. I'm reluctant, but I still believe the Cavs are going to win this series. Uh, All right, coming up next here on the Big Lead Fox Sports Radio. So we're going to do a quick mock draft. The NFL draft is in, uh, what, five days? So we're going to do a mock draft next. I'm going to go one through ten. And I'm getting texts during the break from my guy Manish Mehta at the New York Daily News. You know, and I've been bagging on the Baker Mayfield stuff, and he's writing about Baker Mayfield. That's, I mean, guys, you you got to stop. Manish, this is not happening. They're not getting Baker Mayfield. The Browns have put out all the signs they want Josh Allen. Cold weather, big hand, big guy quarterback at one. If Josh Allen goes one and Saquon goes two, the Jets are getting Sam Darnold. And guess what? If the Giants say, oh, oh, we're not taking Saquon, we're going to take Sam Darnold, the Jets should draft Josh Rosen. Why the hell would the Jets draft Baker Mayfield? A six-foot slow quarterback, and yeah, his 4.84 time in the 40 is slow. That's what Matt Stafford ran. That's what Brock Osweiler almost ran. That's not a fast time. He's not a 4-5 guy like Russell Wilson. He's not a 4-3 guy like Vic or Lamar Jackson. Baker Mayfield will be a disaster in New York. So coming up next, we're going to do a mock draft. Then we got Evan Silva. He's going to, uh, oh boy, I, I, I listen, I like Evan Silva. He's really good on the draft. If he starts talking up Baker Mayfield, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and soil myself here. And we got Jay Glazer, so the this hour is gonna be dominant. Come back next. We're doing the mock draft on the big lead, Fox Sports Radio. That's not Lonzo, is it? That's Drake. No, uh, we're in the offseason with Lonzo, Jason. Oh, yeah, okay, good to know. To, good to yeah. Know. A little drizzy. I'm sure you like that. Ba, 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 ba. Hey, do we have the new Drake song? This, uh, this is it. No, this isn't the new one. Well, it is, but if you're I don't know if you one. could play this one on uh Nice for what? You know that? All no, right, Nick, but look I'll, it I'll look it up. I'll look it up. All right, back here on the big lead, Fox Sports Radio. Well, NFL draft time. So the draft is Thursday. Uh, this is the last time I'll be able to say this probably ever. I do a mock draft every year. 
And in 2017, I had the second most accurate mock draft in the country. That's a fact, people! Now, sometimes you get lucky, you know, and maybe I just had a good year. My people that I rely on for this helped me out, gave me some good stuff. Uh, It's going to be tough this year because I got to say, there is no consensus in the top four. So I'm going to run through for you right now what I believe is going to happen at the top of the draft. And we're going to have Evan Silva on from Roto World here in about five minutes, six minutes to uh, to help break down the draft. And then Jay Glazer, the Fox Sports draft guru, is coming on. So can we get some music, Nick? There we go. I'm going to go number one. And I know you guys still don't believe this. Rob and Nick, you're going to shake your heads. Cleveland fans, your heads are going to explode. I believe they're going to take Josh Allen number one. Cleveland! I, I know that that's going to be p- uh, destroyed. Everybody's going to kill him for it. Hell, I would laugh at them. I don't think Josh Allen is a good quarterback, period. End of story. I've seen nothing from him. But you know how it is. Uh, You go to the Underwear Olympics, you look good in tight shorts, and you have a big strapping frame. Dude, Josh Allen stood next to those quarterbacks and looked like an Adonis. Jason, just really quick. They, they, they could have gotten Watson. They could have gotten Wentz. Darnold is staring them in the face, and they're going to take Allen? Listen, unbelievably, there's a bunch of people who think, hey, Sam Darnold's a California guy. He's not going to work in the cold weather. People actually think that. Ugh. I mean, it, it sounds bizarre, but there are people who believe that, yeah, Rosen wouldn't hold up in Cleveland. So I'm going Josh Allen 1, and I know this is still not going to be popular. I think the Giants take Saquon Barkley second. I don't believe there's a trade down. And I've said this for weeks. Hell, months. The New York Giants believe they can get back to the playoffs. Two years ago, this team made the playoffs. This was the first round playoff loss. They had Odell, healthy. The defense was better. They made the playoffs. I believe you had Saquon Barkley. They upgraded at left tackle. Little bit get a little better in the trenches. They added Alec Ogletree, a good linebacker. I think the Giants unbelievably could get back to the playoffs. I think they pass on a quarterback. I think there's some immediate need to get back to the playoffs with the way the Cowboys are coming up, the way the Eagles just won a Super Bowl. So I got Saquon Barkley going second. And I know everybody's going to yell, you're a homer. Don't call into the show. We're not taking your calls. Yes, I have the best quarterback prospect falling to three. Sam Darnold going to my Jets. Let me hear some clapping. Come on, Nick. I know you got a hand clapping, something like a some kind of audio that pumps up. There we go. New York Jets fans finally starved for a franchise quarterback forever. Chad Pennington, Mark Sanchez, Ken O'Brien. I lived through all those years, man. Sam Darnold third to the Jets. Now, four is interesting because I, this is where I believe somebody could trade up to get a quarterback. Cleveland gets more assets. But I, I'm not one of those guys who does, let's do trades. I think they're going to stand pat and take Bradley Chubb, the great uh, pass rusher, the best pass rusher in the draft from uh, NC State. The, the, the most fun thing about uh, Bradley Chubb is where Bill Belichick showed up at his uh, pro day and was like all involved. Bill Belichick was like, we're not, yeah, not going to get you. Uh, there's no chance. But, you know, Belichick was there and he was impressed. Uh, so I believe the Browns at four will go Bradley Chubb of NC State. Now fifth is where I think Josh El- uh, John Elway put the trade put the pick up for trade this week. He's like, hey, we're open to trading. I think they believe the quarterbacks will be gone. I think that's a miscalculation. 
I do believe that John Elway will end up with a quarterback, and I think it's going to be Josh Rosen. I know he's talked up Baker Mayfield. I know he likes Josh Allen. I believe John Elway's not going to be able to pass up a smart, intelligent, well-spoken, cocky quarterback. Elway was cocky. All these quarterbacks know you got to be cocky on the field. What you, where you have to rein in the cockiness is with the media. We want you cocky saying in the huddle, let's run this two-minute drill down their throats. I'm going to make baller plays, and we're going to win this. That's what Aaron Rodgers does. Heck, a lot of the good quarterbacks have that cockiness. That What am I afraid of? I'm not afraid of anything. We can make anything happen. Relax. That's what I want out of my quarterback. So I think the Broncos get Josh Rosen five. Now the Colts, listen, this is a dream draft for them. They get the best offensive lineman in the draft in the kid Quinton Nelson uh, from Notre Dame. You need to protect Andrew Luck, who I feel like we haven't seen in two years. So I think the Colts at six get Nelson, which is, which is a home run for them. Uh, I think seven, Tampa Bay sticks with a warm-weather defensive back. That secondary was abysmal. I like them to go Derwin James. I know a lot of people have Denzel Ward from Ohio State here. I, I like them to go James. Uh, he's a little undervalued because he was hurt two years ago, and FSU was awful last year. But on a talent scale, this guy's incredible. I think at eight, the Bears go with their next great linebacker, the young kid, Tremaine Edmonds. Yes, I think they'll take him ahead of Roquan Smith. I think they like Edmonds a little better than Roquan Smith. I think Smith goes nine to San Fran. We know with Reuben Foster and his issues. My gosh, is Reuben Foster going to play in the league again? Holy cow. If you read that arrest report from what happened with his girlfriend, wife, fiance, whatever, it's ugly. I think the 49ers go Roquan Smith. And to round it out, Rob, your Oakland Raiders. I think John Gruden knows they got to get back to the basics. I think they go to the trenches, and I like the offensive tackle out of Notre Dame. What, Rob? You're upset. Oh, he's Rob is irate. It's broke. It's broke. I think that there we go. Yeah, they need to protect Derek Carr. I think they go with McGlinchey from Notre Dame. I don't think he's a franchise left tackle. I think he starts at right tackle. Maybe he moves over. Rob, quickly before we go to break, who did you want at ten? Defensive help. We need all the defensive help we can get. Denzel Ward, probably the cornerback. He'll be there from Ohio State. Uh, There's my NFL mock draft top 10. Coming up next, Evan Silva from Roto World will be joining us. He's fantastic. But first, let's go to Isaac Lowenkron for the latest in sports. Jason, today's NBA playoff action tips off just over two hours from now as the Miami Heat host the Philadelphia 76ers in Game 4 with the Sixers leading the series two games to one. Last night's playoff action saw the Indiana Pacers rally from a 17-point deficit for a 92-90 to victory over the Cleveland Cavaliers. Pacers lead the series 2-1. The Milwaukee Bucks hit a franchise playoff record 16 three-pointers at a 24-point win over the Celtics. Boston still leads the series two games to one. John Wall and Bradley Beal, 28 points apiece in Washington's 19-point win over Toronto. The Raptors still lead that series two games to one. Finally, two Major League Baseball games get underway at the top of the hour as the Tigers host the Royals, while the Yankees host the Blue Jays, and a warning... If Giancarlo Stanton homers again today for the Yankees like he did last night, America will be subjected to this from Jam Master John Sterling. Giancarlo, non medicar, that ball sure travel far, Giancarlo. 
Don't let us down. Jay's starter, Marcus Stroman. Jason, back to you. Thank you, Isaac. Back here on the big lead, Fox Sports Radio, I am your host, Jason McIntyre, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Uh, Joining us now, one of my favorite guys to follow on social media, Evan Silva. I've known him for a while. Good dude. We agree on a lot of things, but unfortunately, I don't know if we agree at the top of the draft. Evan, good morning. How are you? What's up, Jason? Good to talk. It's been a little bit, but um, we've been doing this for a long time. You're right. Uh, what do we disagree on at the top of the draft? You know, I just did my mock draft, Evan, and and yeah. I know uh, John Dorsey uh, has a good history, right? He has a, he rebuilt Kansas City quickly. I just believe he's going to make a grave mistake and take Josh Allen first overall. Who who do you compare Josh Allen to as an NFL as a pro? Kyle Bowler, Jake Locker, you know <laughs> that that spectrum of of, of, of players in, in NFL history. I mean, look, I understand why NFL teams would like him. Uh, I think that, you know, he brings to the table a lot. He, he has big hands, which actually is a predictive metric for quarterbacks. You, you want your quarterbacks to have bigger hands. Uh, he is an 82nd percentile spark athlete. He's like Carson Wentz athlete, maybe even better athlete than Carson Wentz. And he can throw the ball a mile. And I think that when the coaches get into the part of – uh, when they jump into the evaluating, because it, it's usually it's scouts all season, and then the GMs really jump into it, and then later in the process the coaches jump into it, and when the coaches really jump into it, that's when um, we we see a guy like Josh Allen really start to to rise up and generate more buzz. Now with the Browns though, Hugh Jackson is the coach, and he doesn't have the power. John Dorsey has the power, and that's why I think that in the end they are going to take. Sam Darnold. They're not going to take someone for his coaching staff to mold like a ball of clay. John or John Dorsey didn't even pick this coaching staff. So I think that at the end of the day, while I'm sure that Josh Allen has been under consideration, I think the pick's going to be Sam Darnold. Yeah, we, well, we agree on Darnold. But Darnold's the best quarterback in this draft, right? We can agree on that? I think so. I mean, I really like Josh Rosen and Baker Mayfield, too. And if they go to better situations, then maybe when we look back in five years with hindsight as, as our benefit, then those quarterbacks can, could come out on the other end looking better. But I'm, I'm fine saying that Sam Darnold is the best quarterback in the draft. We're talking with Evan Silva of Roto World, and, and we're in agreement on Sam Darnold. But you said Baker Mayfield. And if you think Darnold's going one, do you, do you think uh, you know, the Giants go with Saquon Barkley, who a lot of people are saying? Do you think they trade the pick, or do you think they take Rosen? That seems like the chalky uh, one, two, three right now. And I know we're going to get to the Jets. I think that the Jets are, are, are kind of chalk right now at this point. I think you may actually disagree on this. But I, I think that right now, Sam Darnold at one and Saquon Barkley at two, if we were a okay. sports book and we were setting odds, I think that those would be the two favorites to go in that position. Okay. So, which brings us to the pivotal point, you know, my New York Jets. Listen, Evan, I got to say. One quarterback under six two, taken in the top ten in the modern era, has been good. That was Mike Vick. Baker Mayfield lit up an awful Big Twelve. He only ran a four eight forty. People talk about him as a dual threat quarterback. This is a guy who ran a Matt Stafford forty time. I mean, he yeah. looked quick, 
uh, at times when, against pressure in uh, versus Georgia in that great bowl game. I mean, he kind of wilted in the second half. I, I just have massive concerns about Baker Mayfield going to a historically inept franchise with a defensive-minded head coach, a, an OC who was, last was an offensive coordinator in 2010. This idea that Baker Mayfield is going to go to the Jets and be successful, to me, is crazy. I, in your scenario, I would take Rosen in a heartbeat. That's fair enough. I, I think that, you know, what at this point in the draft, I'm like, buy, I'm like buying into uh, the notion that, uh, you know, that all these rumors about the Jets loving Baker Mayfield, I'm buying into those. And that could be false. You know, how many times historically has that happened that that sort of thing turned out to be false? You know, the, the pre-draft rumors and the pre-draft buzz. But I've been hearing this for a while now. And it's really started to pick up in the national media, and I'm buying it. Maybe you I'm are. A sucker. Maybe I'm a sucker for buying it, but that's who I would have as the favorite at the number three overall pick. I, I wouldn't argue hard against Josh Rosen, though, and I think that if I was on the clock you know, at the number three pick, I think I might take Josh Rosen, too. At the same time, I really like Baker Mayfield. He reminds me a lot of Jeff Garcia, and now I know that people might look back at, Je- at Jeff Garcia and think he was not – a superstar player, and he wasn't, but he had a really underrated prime, had some really good years uh, earlier in his career with the 49ers, and I think that Baker Mayfield can be that kind of player. But Jeff Garcia, Evan, was what was he a mid-round pick? I, I got to look him. I don't even know where he went in the draft. And, like, I go back, people say Russell Wilson for Baker Mayfield, right? Russell Wilson was a third-round pick who got a Hall of Fame running back in Marshawn Lynch and an epic defense. There was no pressure on Russell Wilson uh, to 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 produce instantly, he beat out Matt Flynn, won the job, and was and was tremendous. This, I, you know, I know people love to do a redraft, and we even do it on the big lead. If Russell Wilson had gone to the Browns third overall when he came out, Evan, is Russell Wilson taking the Browns to two Super Bowls? <laughs> Come on, you know that's not know. happening. Like, and that's why, like, yeah, I mean, you say Jeff Garcia, I, that is that his ceiling. I think that that's just the style of player that he is. I think that he fought, whereas Josh Allen falls on the Kyle Bowler, Jake Locker spectrum, you know, I think that uh, Baker Mayfield falls in the Jeff Garcia to Russell Wilson spectrum. Uh, and I, I'm with you that I don't think that he has the ceiling of Russell Wilson. And we can look back and, you know, look at the, these players' uh, draft positions, and they're not going to all line up perfectly. You know, they're like, as you've mentioned already on the show, the, the quarterbacks that are below the, the, the height threshold, first of all, they haven't con- received much consideration early yeah. because of the height. So that you know, creates like a selection bias in and of itself. Uh, but also, you know, there, there just haven't been many of them. So I don't think you can draw a straight line. But I think that at the end of the day, Baker Mayfield is athletic enough and he's maybe the most accurate pure passer in this draft. And I think that those are things you can hang your hat on and they raise his probability of becoming a long-term NFL starter. We're talking with Evan Silva, Roto World. Evan, I, okay, let me double down. Uh, we've seen exactly zero quarterbacks from the Big 12 enter the league in the last, like, I don't know, what, five, six years and have any impact. RG3 was a good rookie, then he got hurt, couldn't stay healthy. Orion Tannehill, Brandon Whedon, yeah, all up and down the list, any name you want. These Big 12 teams are, are so bad at defense. I mean... I just don't know how you can trust all the Baker Mayfield stats 
put up against largely awful defenses. Short-lived success. Josh Freeman had some short-lived success. But, I mean, I can't argue against that. It's just a plain fact that the Big 12 quarterbacks uh, have not turned out to become long-term NFL starters. And I think that that's probably that streak is going to get broken at some point. But, you know, I think that you know, I can't argue with the fact that that this particular conference has not produced long-term NFL starters. All right, Evan, I'll get you out of here with this one real quick. Uh, if Lamar Jackson goes to the Saints and Baker Mayfield goes to the Jets, who has the better career? I think that, oh, man. That's <laughs> See, I'm telling you, man, it's all about fit. Yeah, no, I mean, a lot of it has to do with fit, you know. I, I, people ripped the Browns for not taking Carson Wentz in 2016. Did you know that Carson Wentz was surrounded by John Filippo and, you know, Frank Reich and Doug Peterson and Matt Nagy and, you know, it went in. But whereas if Carson Wentz would have been with the Browns, the Browns didn't even have an offensive coordinator. Yeah. You know, so I, 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 I you know, fit and it's going to be a very, it's, it's not easy to predict quarterbacks. And that's why we see, in the first round over the last 20 years, about a 33% hit rate for first-round quarterbacks, it, it's not easy to predict. I think that Baker Mayfield is going to be a success, and I think Lamar Jackson will too, but that's a very glass-half-full way to approach these guys. All right, Evan, great stuff. Look for your final mock draft this week. Evan Silva, Roto World, he's got the goods. Thanks a lot, Evan. Thanks, guys. Have a good weekend. All right, coming up next here on the Big Lead, Fox Sports Radio. It's time. Jake Glazer will join the show, drop some bombs on the NFL draft. That's next on the big lead, Fox Sports Radio. Lead, Fox Sports Radio. It's been a tremendous show. A lot of NBA, a lot of NFL draft. I know I kind of have crushed Baker Mayfield for a couple weeks here. Again, I have nothing against Baker Mayfield. Just like I have nothing against LeBron. When I say the Cavs losing this series would be the biggest stain on LeBron's career. That's not that's not me killing LeBron. That's Yay. reality, people. You can't lose to the Pacers in the first round at this age where you are in your career and expect to be in the same sentence as Michael Jordan. All right, joining the show now to wrap things up, Mr. NFL, the Fox Insider, Jay Glazer. Jay, are you awake? I know it's early on the West Coast. Big night. You're trying to get me to come on at what? Six something in the Stop morning? Stop it. Time. Stop it. Some ridiculous hour. I got a nice schedule. Yeah, I know you're You have to abide by. You kidding you were, me? You were out here in West Hollywood getting draft nuggets. All right, Jay, quickly, let's start with yeah. Baker Mayfield. Uh, please, yeah. please, please Love tell him. me. You love Baker Mayfield? Love him. Absolutely. Anybody with a chip on their shoulder who's going to come in this league kind of knowing that they got to outwork the world because of that chip on their shoulder, I think they're going to succeed. Jay. I mean, yeah. Are there immaturity issues? Yeah. That's not it. Um, oh, Jay, Jay, Jay. This is about z- no quarterbacks under six foot two drafted in the top ten in the modern era has had success mm-hmm. outside of Mike Vick. That's it. What guy? Drafted in the top ten, I said I love him. Oh, okay. Now we're talking. So, up, okay, now I think we got he's going to end up being a a really good, if not great, pro quarterback. Here's the thing that he has going from uh, big time is every time you talk to somebody, they start the sentence with, 
he's not Johnny Manziel. No, no, yeah. I don't, don't comp- no, no. That's what people, that's what teams start the sentence with. So the fact that he's being compared to Johnny Manziel bad, yeah. actually helps him out because teams are arguing with, no, no, no. He's nothing like Johnny Manziel. And they kind of go into why he's not like Johnny Manziel. So it helps his case. But again, there's, you know, people had a problem. You know, they had a problem with the crotch grab, uh, the, uh, the, the crotch grab. But yeah. they also are like, look, you know, the, the thing is you want a guy that's going to come in the league and immediately just outwork everybody because he has something to prove. Yeah. But and that's gets, why you see yeah. late-round draft picks, seventh-round picks, undrafted you know, rookies um, shine in this league because when they have a chip on their shoulder, the key in this league is to outwork everybody. It's not right. about skill. It's about outworking everybody. I agree. And, and Dak Prescott is value in the middle rounds. When he had a DUI yep. before the draft, he came in and outworked everybody. Russell Wilson, yep. third-round draft pick, outworking everybody. Yep. But the talk this week is that Baker Mayfield's going third to the Jets. Are you buying that? And, and is that what you're hearing? What are your sources telling you? Uh, teams have not stacked their board yet. So everybody who's going to tell you they know where somebody's going, it's, they're full of it. Totally, okay. So that's uh, so I don't have okay. to jump off a bridge now that the Jets are taking Bay- Baker Mayfield third. Now, I'm not saying there's a process. Because everybody who starts going like, you know, a couple weeks out they start, you know, you'll have unnamed sources ripping some kids. Um, and then you'll also say, oh, this team is locking on X, Y, and Z. And the reason why I can tell you it's just full of it is that what teams do is, up until yesterday, I think yesterday was the day, basically, um, that actually, yeah, everybody I spoke to yesterday, they were finishing their gradings. Okay, so they grade all the players, all that, and then starting this weekend, they go back in and they start stacking their board. But when they stack their board, they argue about it or they debate about it. And that board goes all over the place. Guys go up and down here for the next few days. They'll, they'll do several mock drafts over what could and can't happen. Like, look, last year, you know, people were sitting there in the top five. Did any of them predict that Trubisky go two to the no, Bears? No, that's none a great point. Okay? So you, they have all these different scenarios. Well, I shouldn't say that. In some of their scenarios, they had Trubisky going, you know, in, in you know, top few picks. They did. Because you have to have, like, every scenario there. Um, but that's where anybody who says, oh, he's going third of the Jets, they're full of it because you have no idea what's going to happen. Maybe someone jumps up over You just don't know. So uh, we're talking with Jay Glazer, Fox Sports superstar on the NFL. They'll, they'll, know, they'll know by Wednesday a little bit better. Jay, but even, when you get even a sense, Thursday they move their board around. Yeah, when you get a sense, though, do you get a sense teams like Baker Mayfield more than Josh Rosen? Uh, apparently Rosen's sliding. It feels like a whisper campaign to me. What's your sense on what two teams prefer, Mayfield or Rosen? Well, it depends who you're kind of looking for. They're completely different players. Yeah. Totally different. Depends what your offense is. And that's the thing, too. If you, so Josh Rosen, I've been around Josh for, for years. We trained him for a little while. Um, and sometimes what Josh says isn't really indicative of the player that he is. It kind of contradicts itself. And, you know, he doesn't do himself uh, any you know, service there. But he is a – he is – man, he is tougher than anybody has any idea about and he's more competitive than anybody knows. But then he, you know, a lot of the kids who, who go to school out here in UCLA, UFC, um, will kind of get caught up in, you know, you're rock stars out here. And yeah. everybody wants their, their, puts their claws in you. And all of a sudden, yeah, it's hard not to. And when you're 18 years of age, 
and they're already predicting you're going to go one in the draft years ago, it's hard not to be like, yeah, I want to do this and this and this, and I want to be Michael Strahan. And, you know, it's like when you kind of say, hey, dude, you just got to, you know, <laughs> you got to focus on football first. It's me like, of course I'm focused on football first. I'm like, well, when you say these things, people don't think you're focused on football first. It's right. like, why don't you think I'm focused on football first? I play hurt. I play through everything. It's, it's, he, he's kind of, he is different when you get to know him, but you just got to trust in him and believe that he'll go out there and he's going to be kind of like Matt Ryan. Um, but obviously Baker is not that same type of guy, but man, Josh Rosen's mechanics and his, uh, his ability to just adjust on the fly. Is, yeah. He is, he's, he's different. We're talking with Jay Glazer. He'll be on Fox's NFL draft coverage Thursday night. Jay, uh, who is the, Give me a player that's, that you hear is rising as teams are stacking their boards. Give me, give me a player you hear is rising who, who maybe we, isn't getting top 10 love that, that it's going up the boards. Oh, let me see. University that, you know, pass rushers always kind of go up here. Okay. At the, you know, last, this week, guys will just start flying up the board and they go, oh my gosh, there's really not a lot of great pass rushers in there. Well, this guy will end up being a great pass rusher. So that, that happens a lot. Um, I'm trying to think. University of, uh, was it the uh, uh, San Antonio kid? He's uh, Davenport. You know, start going up. Yeah, he's, he's starting to go up the board a lot. And that, again, that happens. Remember a couple of years ago, um, there were guys that were kind of all the way, that was a Shane Ray's draft, and guys just started flying off the board left and right. Um, Maybe last year, you know, guys who was, you know, Arizona went high on a linebacker and, um, but it, it all kind of, that starts happening like 48 hours mm. before the draft. You'll, you'll start seeing, hearing or seeing guys and it used to happen with corners a lot mm-hmm. and receivers a lot. This year it won't happen more with receivers. And last year, obviously Corey Davis just boom going up there and got guys like Ross and, you know, I just don't see that happening with receivers this year. Um, but corners will probably start going a little bit higher as we as we start going down the week, and then yeah, these these pass rushers, some of these pass rushers who were in the third round a week ago, will start creeping into wow. the top twenty-five. Yeah, and it's not a great uh, draft for pass rushers outside right. of Chubb. There's some good guys, but, uh, but that's Chubb what I'm is saying. they'll start teams that need pass rushers will start as they start stacking their board, and they'll start convincing themselves to fall in love. Yeah with these pass rushers as the week progresses. Talk with Jay Glazer, Fox Sports. He will be on Fox's NFL draft coverage Thursday night. All right, Jay, the running back situation with Saquon Barkley. I look at Dave Gettleman's history in Carolina, and it's all trenches. He's a former offensive lineman himself. He loves defensive guys. He loves offensive guys in the trenches. He likes tough linebackers. We saw what he's done in the offseason, getting Alec Ogletree, a linebacker, getting uh, Soldier, the offensive lineman, to me, everything screams Saquon Barkley at two. Do you think he would do that, or do you think he's more likely to trade down? If he's there, I think they absolutely would take him. Wait, wait. He's if there. he's there, are you saying the Browns could take Saquon first? They could. Here, here's the thing about Saquon Barkley. He is as clean a prospect as there has been in man. Like, clean a prospect, like superstar prospect, as there's been in like a decade. He is. He is. Uh, he will change the face of your franchise. Wow. You saw what Fournette did last year for the Jaguars. You saw what Zeke did for Dak Prescott and the uh, Cowboys. He is different. And and the crazy thing about Barkley, as much of a freak of nature as he already is, 
he actually has a r- lot of room to go because he, you know, they're going to teach him how to start punishing guys on this level. He's going to pick up some a lot of pro things on this uh, on this level, um, and he is. There's not a mark on the guy. He is. I, I, I don't. If I was drafting a, in this, if I had a, a pick in this draft, I would do whatever I could to get that guy because he's going to change the face of my franchise. Wow. Jay Glazer, Fox Sports. Jay, let me get you out of here with this one. I like Lamar Jackson a lot. I like his prospects better than Baker Mayfield because I think he's going to slide. I think he's going to fall to a a Chargers or a Saints, even a Patriots. But here's where you're getting wrong. Here's where you're getting wrong. You're putting too much stock in where they get selected. You've got to put more stock in who's going to end up having more Pro Bowls in 15 years from now. That's what you've got to care about. I don't care where they're selected. I care if they're going to help me get a ring. Yeah. All right, Jay, we got to go. Thanks for the time this morning. Jay Glazer, Fox Sports. We'll see you Thursday night, Jay. Thank you. Thank you, man. Good stuff from Jay Glazer, the, the great one. Thank you very much, guys, for listening to the show. The podcast will be up shortly. Outstanding stuff today. I will see you in two weeks. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.